Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Jesus. See, your ladder will be greater than your past. And you will, you will be blessed more than you could ask. Oh, listen, despite all that has been done, the stuff nobody knows about, the stuff you can't tell nobody about, all the hell you've been through, nobody knows, not your mama, not your daddy, not your sister, not your brother.
Yes, yes, yes. The best. The best is yet to come. Happening right now as we speak. The best is yet to come. Gotta believe it. And if you don't believe it, for some people, the best yet to come. Faith is a big part of it. Folks, I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Five Smooth Stones. This is Five Smooth Stones Network. We thank you for your time. We thank you for your just your presence tonight. Uh, hopefully, we'll, which will be a blessed, uh, enlightening, um, encouraging inspirational I don't even care if it's a little funny witty show program ministry from the most high I really wish it upon every single one of the listeners tonight you know why because you are priceless and so is your time and I really respect you uh, respect your time and you and uh, that's why tonight we have a, a, a show tonight, a guest tonight that is really um, going to be a blessing. I just speak that by faith, else I wouldn't have invited them. It's just that simple. You know, I did a lot of shows by myself for a long time before I got to where I can bring on guests. And so we are at that place now where we are able to bring on guests like minds, of like-minded. So anyway... What is your, What are you listening to? This is Blog Talk Radio that's allowing us to program off their site. We call this project Five Smooth Stones Network, the Five Smooth Stones Network. And the Five Smooth Stones is nothing more than five topics we talk about the most. While we talk about really probably hundreds of topics, but five topics dominate the most. And I get into a little bit what those are. I want to go over those since we're going to have some um, new a new um, group that's going to be joining us um, um, in, a little, in a little bit. So, again, I'm Brother Seth or Seth Turner. Some some of you know me as Seth or some of you know me as Seth Turner. I hardly ever say my last name. But anyway, I am your servant tonight along with Sister Eliana Batya as well as our guests that will be coming your way sharing things we know for sure that the Most High is doing. And I speak mainly for myself because I don't know the heart of anybody else. I think it's a good heart. But I can tell you tonight, Brother Seth is going to be speaking the things he knows for sure from his heart. And I believe Sister Eliana and our guests are going to be doing the same thing. But I know what's in my heart for sure. And... um and I think, like I said, I think they're doing the same way. Otherwise, I wouldn't invite them. So, folks, I'm just saying all this to say that we really appreciate your time. Oh, my goodness. The fact that you carved out a couple hours, or maybe three hours to check us out tonight, we really, really appreciate it. And many of you have or have not um, missed hardly a show since 2011. And, by the way, I just want to thank every single one of you that's been uh tuning in since 2011 or whenever you decide to start listening to us as and, and for sure for sure for sure my family my bloodline family and i'm talking about um the douglas kennedy uh, uh family really 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 appreciate them uh stopping by and doing what they do they didn't have to do it they don't have to stop by a lot of families are broken and 
all kind of stuff going on with these families. But I can say that the Douglas Kennedy family, uh, my bloodline family, has been supportive from the various states. Not all of them listen, probably not even if most of them listen, but there are a few here and there that listen from all the states. And I'll holler out to Bubba Jack and the caller, the 573, you know who you are, that's been listening for a very long time. I appreciate you. Appreciate y'all. Really, I do. So tonight, we're talking to the planet, the human planet. This show is for all people. Uh, while I thank those uh, that are that tuning in, and I kind of dropped my train of thought. Please forgive me. I wanted to, I, I forgot to say that I want to remind those that's been listening to, uh, to Five Simple Songs over the years to follow us, follow the show. And I say it every week because some of you just enjoy uh, listening. Every once in a while, you drop me a comment, but for whatever reason, you don't follow the show. Again, reminder to follow the show. You simply, the link that you got, just simply go to it and, and you'll see the word follow. Click on it and it'll allow you to sign into Facebook and Twitter. It won't bug you, it won't send you a bunch of uh, junk mail. It'll just let you know when we're coming on with the show. That's all. And also, Google Calendar, it'll allow you to. Um, um, get reminders on Google Calendar as well. If you miss any shows, if you miss any shows, I have to say this, family. Uh, again, those of you that are guests tonight, just be a little patient with me. I have to go through these little protocols, and then we'll be, or we'll bring you on and just have this powerful show uh, tonight. But family, listen. Uh, if you miss any shows, please know that you can Google Five Smooth Blog Talk Radio, and you can see all the way. Google now does it. You can actually see all of the shows. They line up all of the shows. And I do mean about 370 shows. is right there at your fingertips if you would just simply Google. Five Smooth Song, Blog Talk Radio. And that way you can stay in, uh, in step with everything we're doing because we're doing big things. And when I use the word big, all I'm saying is we're doing godly things. We're just doing godly things. We're trying to liberate our people first, salvation to the Jew first, to the Israelite first, and then to all people. So that's what we're trying to liberate all people with truth that the scripture says will make you free. That's really all we're doing tonight, folks. It's just that simple. All right. Also, uh, I just want to remind everybody about the website. I don't, again, talk about it often, but we do have a website, www five smoothstones.webs.com all lowercase again www.5smoothstones.webs.com go there and join other friends and just uh, kind of network on that from that site and, and get to know people and ask them how did they um, find out the Israel or what do they think of this whole revelation and exchange phone numbers and just do what people do when they network. Also, there's pictures of my travels from all over the world. There's uh, some pictures even of leprosy, uh, Bible leprosy, uh, which is a thousand years different from what, which is a thousand, thousand times more different than what we call leprosy today. Uh, go on there. I have pictures and scriptures of what I mean when I talk about that. Um, so check out the website. Very serious, very serious, folks. Also, uh, it'll be a good time now. I would suggest you text your friends and let them know Five Smooth Stones is on. And we're going to be talking about how, uh, well, we're going to be talking about the African American being one of the lost tribes of Israel and why it's important, not just for the church, but for all humanity to know.
know. And while African Americans won't be able to function at their full potential without this revelation, because what we have outside this revelation is basically white supremacy. Uh, many of us are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, but we still struggle with white supremacy. This, 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 this choking that very life that's so precious that we have been given through Christ. Uh, uh, I will, and maybe I'll get into that a little bit how that is so in a little bit. But um, anyway, please go ahead and text your friends at this time. Probably a good idea just to text them the link I sent you, and that way they have everything right there at their fingertips. So. Let me go ahead and uh, do something I've been doing, family and friends. Again, I'm kind of talking a little fast so we can bring on the guests here as soon as we can. And if you're going to be a guest in the house, I want to just invite you to go ahead and press 1 on the phone lines. Again, if you're going to be a, a guest, I'm going to be speaking tonight, go ahead and press 1 on the phone lines. Um, I sent this out to many of you earlier. This is the description of the show, so we'll all be on one accord, know what the show is, and know what the show is not. <laughs> all right this to many of you and it goes something like this follow up of the Sacramento radio 96.5 KUBU interview one more time the title of this show tonight is follow up of the Sacramento radio 96.5 KUBU interview as promised this will be the follow up of the Sacramento radio 96.5 Again, KUBU interview. Peace, family. Many of you, no doubt, was blessed by the interview yesterday, Monday, over Radio KUBU in Sacramento, California. Tonight, we welcome the voices of that program, Chef Ernesto and Apostle Roxanne uh, and their listeners. Tonight, October the 9th, 2018, we will do a follow-up where we will entertain questions and comments on the topic of African Americans being Israelites and why it is vital to their survival as a nation within the United States. Okay, one more time, I want to read that. Again, tonight, October the 9th, 2018, we will do a follow-up where we will entertain questions and comments on the topic of African Americans being Israelites and why it is vital to their survival as a nation within the United States. That is so true. I, I went ahead to, to type, went on to type, also, we will share how this message is vital to the global church and all ethnic groups upon the earth, not just African Americans. The Most High is resurrecting a remnant of ancient Israelite descendants globally and blessing them spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially as they turn to him alone. I want to read that again because that is profound. Folks, this is what the Father is doing, among other things. The Most High is resurrecting a remnant of the ancient Israelites' descendants globally and blessing them spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially, financially as they turn to him alone. Join us. So, folks, that's what's happening tonight. That's what's happening tonight. And uh, don't take the show lightly. I think it's, I think this is what the Father is doing. 
and I am so thankful that he is using me and Sister Eliana and all the shows we've done and all of the guests we had on over the years to wake up not just Israel, but many people that have had dealing with, with African Americans, uh, many uh, whites and, and, and all type of ethnic groups that have called the show. Uh, we had a gentleman call uh, overseas last week, well, about two weeks ago. We, we have various people that have called all over the world and how they have come in contact with this information, and it helps them to better understand the African-American. And it makes the African-American look more respectful. It makes the African-American look more important. Not better than anybody else, but it just gives the African-American purpose. And again, we are only one of the lost tribes, so many people all over the world going through some of the same things that we're going through as a people, some of African Americans, they don't know it, but they too are one of the lost tribes of Israel. Again, fulfilling Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. They are fulfilling these scriptures and they don't know why or even how. And they find themselves at the bottom of every single aspect of life and they just don't understand why. So. We have made it our business to do over 370 shows, coming all kind of angles, uh, biblically mostly, but scientifically, genetically, just really even common sense sometimes, all types of ways historically showing how it is impossible for the people that occupy the land of Israel today, for the most part, to be people that the scriptures are speaking of. And I'm going to take this time now before I bring on the guests and go over why it is just seriously important that this information be shared. I want to establish the need before I bring on the guests, and we're going to rush to get them on, but I just got to go here. Folks, listen, at the end of the day, you want to be doing something with your life full of purpose. You want to be an arrow fired in one direction. You want clarity on your life and your purpose. And, 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 and while the spiritual realm is far more important while the spiritual realm is where we sit in heavenly places, where we have inherited all things, while in the spirit we stand righteous, blameless before the Most High, while in the spirit blood has been offered and the Most High have cleansed us from all unrighteousness and made us sons and daughters and even the Gentiles have been adopted in through the Spirit. Why in the Spirit, this is where our true salvation lies. The Father's made it clear that in the natural, these blessings are to trickle down into. And one of the blessings in the flesh from the Spirit is purpose. Is, is, is purpose. You gotta know your purpose, folks. And African Americans have lived in this in this country, their forefathers, and their forefathers, and their forefathers, and there's been this lingering question that nobody can answer. 
I shouldn't say nobody. The Fonz have always had his prophets, but I guess nobody with the mic, nobody with the media press, just some voices like John the Baptist in the wilderness, so to speak, dissident voices. But the masses have not known who are these people. Why are they malfunctioning? Why come they can't come together? It's very strange. They're no less intelligent than us. They pass the test the way we do. They can go to the colleges like we go to. They can they can be on anybody's honor roll. They can lead corporations and be good leaders. They can do anything any other people can do on the planet. But when they try to come together collectively, why is there this problem with these people? Folks, listen. People are asking that. And guess who else is asking that? The African Americans themselves. Constantly fighting and trying to build something collectively unsuccessful can't seem to function together and we've just been writing it off as oh we're just full of the crabs and mentality blah 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 you know we say little things about ourselves but we really don't know and more shockingly the religious institutions the higher education institutions of the world they haven't given those people answers and when you can't get answers at the church house, your society is in trouble. So what am I saying? What's Brother Seth saying? This show tonight is just like many shows we do. It's going to be concentrated on de- de- answering that question. We're not know-it-alls. We just know someone that know-it-all. And we want to be used by him tonight in articulating to you who these people are in America. And again, Israel has been scattered to the four corners, and they are living out specific, specific prophecies, not generalities, not prophecies that could be on any people. No, the Israelite that's been scattered from God's wrath to the four corners is going to be living out specific prophecies, and it's vital that they know who they are and why they're going through what they're going through so they can have a heart after the Father and get to know Him and then serve Him truly from their heart and not just because they're being disciplined. And it's important for the world to know who these people are else they will abuse them not knowing who they are. And one of the people that will abuse them the most, not knowing who they are, are themselves. I said one of the people that will abuse Israelites scattered throughout the four corners, that will abuse them the most, not knowing who they are and why they're malfunctioning is are themselves. That's the truth, family. And that's why tonight we have to be serious with this topic. 
We're going to have fun tonight. Definitely going to have fun tonight. But we got to be serious with this topic. Who are these people? Why can't they seem to come together? Why they live and die and and they're very good people. The world know about them. The world wants to be like them. <laughs> yes, they emulate them in many ways, but nobody can understand why they're dysfunction they're dysfunctioning. Why they can't seem to come together collectively. We've had great minds to come uh, and try to vote our way out of this. They try to strategically buy, boycott, watch that black dollar, so to speak, target that black dollar, use economics to bring us out. We've had some very bright minds. And no need of trying to reinvent the wheel, folks. They have tried it all. But nobody's been able to pull us out of this identity crisis. So the question is on the table. Who are these people in America? It's vital that they understand. Folks, you cannot function. Try to function in life without knowing your name. Just go out tomorrow and don't don't ever tell anybody your name. Don't use your ID. Don't refer to yourself by a name or a surname. Try to see how far you get in life without your family. I have people, friends in the foster that was in the foster care system, and the pain, the deep pain. They don't like talking about really that they go through feeling unattached. Well, African Americans is, is unattached. We're supposed to be Americans. We should be Americans. We pay tax, die in wars, and go to their schools. We should be. But well, we're unattached, and we're very insecure about it. We just don't like talking about it, but we're very insecure. We are stateless, folks. But are we? Well, tonight... We're going to talk about how African-Americans we submit to you is one of the most documented people on the face of this earth. Their history is not lost. They may not know it, but their history is not lost. It's well calculated. It's well documented. All, most of the holy books in the world is mimicking their history. What are you trying to say, Brother Seth? We believe, we submit to you tonight that African-Americans is nothing more than one of the lost tribes of Israel. And it is important they know that. And just like the show description said, they have to know that for their survival and for their just to be able to, to, to make. Making it in the U.S. is not about just money. It's a part of it, but it's a small part of it. You've got to know who you are and know why you are and know what, you, what you've been called for. You've got to look in the mirror with some type of pride. For the most part, we are built up on what whites have established to be somebody or something. We ascribe, that's why white supremacy is so thick. That's where we get our self-worth from, what they say, what they do. We want what they want. So, folks, that's why we're doing this show tonight, okay? That is why we're doing this show tonight. Let's do this. Um, again, I'm waiting on my guests to come. If you're in the house and you're going to be on, on the show tonight, go ahead and press 1. 
press one uh, guest and we will we will uh, bring you on as soon as possible and again I'm looking forward to the interview tonight with uh, Chef Ernesto and Apostle Roxanne uh, they we really was blessed by the show and yesterday was able to get a lot of information out and um, try not to repeat too much of what I said yesterday some of the things I will have to repeat but uh um, Definitely, definitely, definitely uh, appreciate them having us on, and we want to give them red carpet treatment on tonight and bring them on and uh, see what they have to say about this topic. I know that they said they had some challenges, and there's a good chance they probably wouldn't even make it, but then I heard that they could, so we'll just see. Uh, I like to go ahead and be uh, optimistic and think they are going to show up, but I do know that they, they said there were some serious things that uh, the chef had to do. Uh, so anyway, let's do this, folks. I do have a co-host that uh, have been with me for a while, and she is the one really that set this whole thing up, and that's Sister Eliana. Sister Eliana has been major, 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 and uh, just just uh, bring forth information week after week after week that we have been so blessed by, and uh, she did not, uh, uh, she did not, uh, yesterday was no different. She did a great job on the show with me, and uh, so I just really appreciate the sister. I know I said that last week. And again, tonight, if y'all want to tell her that, it'd be wonderful. But let me go ahead and do this and just bring her on the show because uh, I'd really like to know what she'd have to, what she, her thoughts were about yesterday. So let's do this. Let's find her phone number here. Okay. Here we go, and I. Eliana Badia, all the way up in Mercy, California. How are you doing tonight, sister? I'm blessed and highly favored, and I'm so thankful to be here. And I'd also like to say that I do have Apostle Roxanne and Chef Ernesto on my other call. They had a little challenges getting in, uh, dialing directly into Blog Talk from their medium. So they are actually listening, um, they're on speaker, and they are actually listening, they can hear the show, and I'm hoping that, um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves so that we can see if we well, can hear them. Not. Well, hold on, I can do better than that, I was afraid of this, and I, let me, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that, Sister Roxanne and, 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 and Chef, if y'all can hold one second, anybody that can't get in, please, I need to know what you're hearing, what is Blog Talk doing, because they tried this last year, trying to charge people, what they're doing, they're trying to press out people by charging them to listen to the show, I can call them on, if you give me the phone number, I can call them, if you don't want to say it out loud, you can text it to me, and I'll call them directly, and we can have them on in less than a minute, okay? If, if they want to do that, I can call them directly. It's not a problem. Do you think they want to do that? Yes, I think so. Okay, okay just get... All righty. Okay, so I'm going to hang up from here. Okay. All right. Yeah, because we want to hear them loud and clear. I, I hope they don't tell me that that, that blog talk was saying... It's going to be a charge. These people are so devilish. I just can't believe it. My goodness. I hope that's not what they're going to tell me. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sister Eliam, can you text me their number and I'll call them? Yes, I'll do that. I'm, uh, they're hanging up now, and so uh, they're going to send me over the number. And then let me see. I think she, oh, yeah, I have it right here. Let me go ahead and send it, forward it to you. I have both their numbers. So just 
Give me a minute. Okay. And while Wasistiliana is doing that, um, and, and uh, uh, again, folks, if you want to comment tonight, you have questions or comment for our guests, remember, you can just press 1 on the phone lines, and we will be more than happy to bring you on with your question or comment. Um, again, I'm just so thankful for the show tonight. Folks, listen, be in prayer for us because we want the truth to go forward. A lot of people... Uh, you, you may not value this show uh, like you should. I know all of you do. You wouldn't be tuning in. But there's some people, their life is almost on the line. Let me, let me explain what I mean. Some people tune into the show tonight, and they really like what we're talking about. And they, and they really like it. They really tune in. But some people are tuning in because they're low in spirit. They have a lot of questions. They don't understand why our people are going through. While you may have it wonderful, some people, this show is almost like a lifeline. I had a police officer to tell me that. He listened to this show, and this show gave him purpose in life. Now, while we're sitting up, and we, we, we a lot of us are healthy, we have a healthy self-esteem. We, we know who we are, and, and blah, 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 and, you know, we're not doing as bad as others. There are some people that really, really, really don't know who they are. And so they are very, very, very um, low in spirit tonight, and this, they, they need this information just to bring them up in spirit. Okay, I have the number. I'm going to go ahead and call them right quick. So, see, if you can, uh, kind of talk to people, let them know what you thought of yesterday's shows and anything to follow up okay, in your heart. Yeah, I'd sure. appreciate it. I'll take over. Yeah, right. so anyway, um, <clears throat> as Seth was saying, we had a wonderful um, air show with uh, Apostle Roxanne and her husband, Chef Ernesto, who is who has been a chef for over 30 years, I believe, and they do um, a radio show in Sacramento. It's uh, You can download the app, KUBU, I believe it's 95.6, off of your, um, um, out of the Google Store, the App Store, the Apple um, App Store, and you can download the app and listen to them. Um, they do have a call-in number when they do their programming. I believe they do it on Mondays between 2 and 4 Pacific Standard Time. And that would be if you're going toward the East Coast and you want to add two hours you know, going forward. But their ministry line number is 510-240-9078. 510 to listen in, but the best way they said to listen to their show is really to download the app, and then you can hear them. It is a full radio station. They do have a time on the show, and Chef Ernesto also does food tips uh, on Friday mornings, and he gives some really good tips. He gave a really good tip about making mashed potatoes yesterday, which was so awesome, but the real, you know, um, crux of the show was they allowed us to come on and speak to the people in the greater Sacramento area. Some people were also calling from African countries and around the world. And to just share uh, the fact that we as the African-American people here in the diaspora in the United States of, the, of America and around the world really are the biblical Hebrew people. And... Um, I wanted to say something on that too. One of the one of the curses uh, that would was spoken against the Hebrew in the latter days. You know, should our ancestors continue in their way and not repent, and and that we would be taken and scattered, which happened, was that uh, we wouldn't have whole healthy houses. We wouldn't have the husband, the wife, and the children intact in 
you know, across the board as a nation. Now, we do have some wonderful, strong families, but across the nation, across the U.S., and looking into our community, there's a lot of brokenness, a lot of single parent homes, a lot of uh, fathers raising children, but a lot of mothers raising children. And if you look into um, one of the ways to know that we really are the Hebrew people is that was one of the curses that would be upon us. But when you look into Africa and some of the African nations, you know they have whole families intact. I was noticing that because my mom's been watching a lot of uh, programming from Africa, a lot of ministry programming, and the beautiful thing is you see these husbands, these wives, and these children all intact. And the Hebrew people would have their families broken. So there are many ways uh, that we can prove and that we know that we are the Hebrew people, the biblical people that the Father spoke, and that he's going to do something powerful to bring us back as a full nation with full standing. Sounds like uh, Seth is back. Yes, I am, Sister Eliana, and I appreciate you uh, uh, filling in there. I'm going to bring them on pretty quickly because uh, Chef has some obligations that, that uh, he talked about even on yesterday, so we're going to let him run with his introduction first, and then he's going to step away and come back a little later on in the show. So, again, uh, Chef and uh, Roxanne, thank you all for tuning in to Five Smooth Stone tonight as guests. Go ahead and just share let the people know uh, who you are, Chef, and a little bit about you. You can take about two okay. or three or four minutes, and then I understand you'll have to leave and come back later. Go right ahead. Right, right, right. Well, I am Chef Ernesto of Food Talk with Chef Ernesto, and my wife, Pastor Roxy, is my co-host. And what we do is we give the chefs, especially deserving chefs, a lot of exposure because we have worldwide listeners. And we are, we are, uh, we had you on our show yesterday, and I am so fired up about today's subject. It's not even funny. I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And we are so in touch with African chefs that I dedicate the third segment, which is about uh, 30 minutes of my show, to the African chef and what they're doing. I want the world to know how good we are. We are so good, wherever we are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, there. Go right in. Keep right. going. You're fine. Okay. Well, the subject matter, I just, you know, I, I'm just not learning a lot of this because, you know, my wife, she's the real teacher, but my, my real expertise is in food and in taking care of our bodies. And in, and in uh, some of the things that I talk about on my show is like uh, uh, the role of the slave cook what they really cook. People say that you, you know, we had the worst of everything, but what is the worst of everything? I can tell you exactly what that was. So that's the type of stuff that we cover on our show. So. Wow. Well, how can they get a hold of you? Because, uh, again, I know you're going to be coming back later on the show, but uh, just go ahead and let people know where your sources are, your, uh, if you're on YouTube or whatever, how to get a hold of you. Um Again, we know you're gonna be coming back later on in the show, but just if you could. Yeah. Okay. Well, my show, my show airs uh, the times that I give are Pacific. My time airs from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Friday, and it's on the. Uh, and, and you can listen to my show by downloading the app at KUBU 96.5 FM, or going to the net by accessing access 
sacramento.org and you can listen to that from your computers. If you're in the Sacramento area, you can listen in your car. You can just turn to 96.5 FM, and those are our call letters. Yes, okay. yes, okay. yes. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, I know you got to run, so I'm not going to hold yeah. you. If you could just uh, go ahead and and, uh, and, and uh, introduce your wife, or if she can, she's ready to talk, I guess she can introduce herself. Yes. <laughs> My wife but uh, Sister Roxanne. Uh, Roxy Apostle Ross, Roxy, uh, uh, Roxy or Roxanne, what do you like to be known yeah, by? Because you have, I've seen several handles. <laughs> well, we, yes. we go. She goes by Apostle because she has been uh, yes affirmed. Yes, yes, yes. Amen, amen. Um, I answer to all of it because God kind of uses me in all of the fivefold gifts. But now we are emphasizing apostolic. Um, work in the ministry. And so why I am so excited about this subject is because there are some things that God has shown me and I'm ready to share them in my teachings and sermons. But then um, when I'm preparing, God says, no, the people aren't ready yet because they don't know who they are and where they came from. And God is trying to prepare um, those of us that are the Hebrew Israelites First, he wants us to get the truth, amen, and then he's trying to prepare us for what he wants to do with us next, but um, so many things are stifled um, in the black churches. You know, God has always had me in both camps. I'm in the denominational camp. I can't seem to leave that, (laughs) and then I'm always in the apostolic prophetic kingdom, kingdom camp. You know, and we're trying to talk about the Melchizedek order, trying to talk about the third day, but um, folks don't get it because they're still talking about their oppression. And so when um, my dear friend, Apostle Eliana, and I um, started sharing, and um, I just got excited because I said here, um, there was someone who had part, a partial truth when um, talking about Keturah, you know, Abraham being married to Keturah and their sons, but it wasn't the full truth. And I was getting a prick in my spirit before I released that. And so um, um, I think even back in the day, she and I have been to Sadar's before in Oakland or Danville. And so this is an area that God has always been leading. But um, what's important to me is that the truth is given. And then I believe once um, we as a nation understand who we are, then we can embrace these kingdom principles and move forth with building the kingdom here in the earth um, in preparation for Christ's return. Amen. So it was a blessing to have both of you on the show yesterday. Um, giving the introduction because that's as far as we got and I'm looking forward to you being back on the show so we can um, dig deeper into what um, God is saying the name of my show is this is your season radio show and it is every Monday afternoon um, from 2 to 4 and the show is live um, 2 to 4 p.m. which is here in California that specific time and um, you, um, I interview a lot of the fivefold apostles, prophets, pastors, um, teachers, evangelists, you know, all, all of it, all of the ministry gifts. 
I interview a lot of the worship leaders, a lot of the gospel artists and what have you. Um, but God, the emphasis is um, the kingdom of God. And it's a platform for a lot of people who are in the trenches doing a real work for the Lord. And you may not necessarily hear about what they're doing. And so I had given exposure. God, God is, I always say that God is God's show. I'm just hosting it for him. So a lot of those in the Bay Area had gotten exposure. And then when I moved to Sacramento, I didn't know a lot of, a lot of um, the clergy or ministers here in this area. And so now I'm starting to have a lot of them on the show too. So that's basically um, um, who we are and what we're doing um, here. And um, I'm just excited to be a part of what all of you are doing and um, that we can get this truth out to our people so they can yes. be set free. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Well, sister, I, I, again, I thank the both of you for being on. I know that the the, the uh, chef had to to run. He'll uh, hopefully join us a little later on. But listen, I, again, thank you uh, uh, for coming uh, yes, on tonight. Let me tell you how tonight I would like for it to go. I mean, again, I you know we got we'll be led by the spirit. I've learned to go and just 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 pray and and be and have that open ear and 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 let just allow the spirit to lead however way it will that's what I try to do on the show I just don't always say it like that I don't let it I don't blurt it out like that because I don't want to scare off a lot of people you know I'm trying to reach folks that um that don't think like us let's just say it like that for short okay yeah. I'm trying to reach a little bit everybody so I'll play a little bit of secular songs here and there I try to keep music in the background it's all a strategy it's all for a reason there's not one single song I play for just cause I'm playing music it's always a yeah. type of music I, I play rap I mean every once in a while I grab a secular rap song it's just the way I try to roll so just welcome 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 to the show just kick your feet off uh, your shoes off so to speak grab a cup of coffee and just hang out with Steele and I tonight what I plan on doing tonight is hitting a little harder the scriptures than we did on your show because uh, I think that a lot of if, if, if any of your listeners have tuned in they're going to want more scriptures and Sister Eliana, I'm sure she will be able to help me accomplish this. Uh, if you have any questions, either one of y'all, anyone out there have any questions you think people are asking, I really want to kind of highlight those that don't know any of this. You and I, I was listening, you talking about the third day, you talking about the feast days of Sister Eliana. Oh my goodness, she talks about all types of things where it relates to the Hebrew. And a lot of that, people don't know any of that. They don't know any yeah. of that. They just tune into the show because something guided them this way. And I've mm-hmm. talked to people like that all the time that don't know nothing. I always talk as though people don't know nothing and sometimes I get in trouble with that but I'm, I'm I'm serious there are people that are Hebrew that cause themselves Hebrew Israelites and they're not even 100% sure of some things so I always like to keep it simple tonight I want Sister Eliana if she feels in her spirit or yourself to just talk about how you know for sure we are the people of the book and if you can just just Take your time, and then after y'all get done, I'm gonna share. Um, I'm gonna share why it's important. I probably should talk about why it's important anyway. Let me just do this really quick, and I'll and I'll. Uh, 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 well, no, let's go with Sister Eliana. If you, Sister Eliana, if you can just share 
what did it for you? How do you know that uh, African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel? And two-part question, why is it important? Really and truly, why is it important? And I know we talk about this all the time on this show, and it's probably boring to some of the people that listen. But, again, we got some that don't know, and their life is on the line. I had, like I was saying earlier, I don't know if y'all heard me, but there was a police officer that emailed me and said, you saved my life. He said, I had no idea who we were. And, you know, as probably as a police officer, he was seeing us misbehaving. He was going, you know, police officers see all kind of stuff. And he probably was asking, what is going on with us? Why are we doing this? Who are we? So there's some people on the line that are low in spirit, and they, they almost have given up on us as a people. They, and they'll continue to go around their cousins and moms and, and fathers and brothers and sisters, but they don't have a lot of faith in us as a people. There's a lot of, a lot of people have given up on us. That's us. They go around us, but that's why they're so quick to argue and quick to kill each other and quick because we a lot of us don't understand. Sister Eliana, I'll let you run with the mic first. Again, what did it for you? Why is this so important? And how do you know we're Israel? If you could, and then uh, I will come to you, uh, Apostle, uh, and I may call you Roxanne tonight because really on this show we don't do too many titles because we want everybody to feel equal. And when we say, start saying doctor and all this, people get intimidated, and that's a whole nother conversation. But uh, if it, maybe I might slip and call you Sister Roxy. Is, is that, are you okay with that, first of all? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, no I appreciate problem. that. I answer well, I could, it to all of it. My parents named me Roxanne, and I'm fine with that. Yes, okay, but everybody well, I appreciate calls me the, Roxy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I appreciate the humility there. I really appreciate it. Again, yes. I just want everybody mm-hmm. to feel comfortable, and even where they'll comment and press one, they won't be intimidated. Go right ahead, Sister Eliana. Okay, and you know what? Since you said that, which was wonderful about us um, calling Apostle Roxanne, Sister Roxy, I know you always call me yeah. Australian, but I wanted to say this too before I tell you, before I tell the listening audience what, uh, you know, what did it for me and um, and why it's important. But like she said, she said something really key. She said, "My parents named me Roxanne, and I love that." So uh, my parents named me Elaine, and a lot of people will know me. They'll see me on Facebook, or you know, I was a, I am a, I was a realtor, a, a insurance agent, and a notary. And so on the Internet, you will see, if you Google Eliana Batya, you will also see Elaine Queen, and that Elaine is my birth name. But when the Father revealed to me that we were Hebrews, the, the Father also began to impress upon me to adopt a Hebrew name. And that's why um, through a lot of prayer and over, over about a three-year period, I was actually going to convert to Judaism. That's how serious I was. I was actually going to a Jewish synagogue when the father began to deal with me about being a Hebrew. And I just, I was so, so convinced uh, because I went, as soon as I stepped into that synagogue, I, I realized that this was where, this, what they were doing and the way they were doing the, going through this, the book was, it just felt to me like what was, what happened in ancient Israel what was going on. I just felt so connected. But I I later came to learn that the Jewish people, you know, have assumed our identity and they're trying so hard 
to be the Hebrew. And that's why I felt that really, really strong connection. So I almost converted to Judaism at one point in, in the Father's leading me. But it was going to Israel, being in the land, the Father speaking strongly to my spirit, confirming things that he had showed me from a child. I mean, I... I it wasn't just one thing that did it for me. It was a culmination of many encounters with the Father leading mm-hmm. me to this truth, leading me to the awareness that I was a Hebrew person and that um, that he was going to bring us back. And I think one of the things that did it, I was actually in the land of Israel, and I heard the Father speak to me that this is your ancestral land and I will bring you back. And that freaked me out because I was transitioning out of the traditional church setting from Oakland. And, and the Father was opening up my understanding. I was very involved in, a, in, a, in a, a Stand for Israel type of ministry, a para-ministry through our church. And we were going to Israel. We were, we were holding banquets and doing things to get the church involved in supporting Israel because we thought – that they were, you know, at that time we believed that they were the Jews. And then it wasn't it wasn't until someone began to give me information and said, well, we are the Hebrews, that the Father also began to tug in my spirit and to help me to really see it. But when I was in Israel... And, 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 and if you could tell us, who, who was the person that said you were the Jews? That's important. What ethnic it was a, background were they? It was actually a, a Hebrew-Israelite. They were called the Hebrew-Israelites on the Internet. And I kept going back and forth to this site. I couldn't believe it. I was going oh, I was, to I think, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the, remember you were talking about the one lady in Israel that told you there was something along those lines in your testimony. Yeah, that was, well, that was in Israel, but it wasn't until, I, I kept going back and forth to this site, uh, Hebrew Israelites. And I, I was I like, wow. And I just saw, like, the black, red, and green. You know, I was a person that I was never really interested in the Afrocentric style of what was going on in, um, you know, to, to identify. I knew we were, I knew I was black, and I'm the type of black person and skin that, you, you know, you can't mistake that I'm black. I'm very dark, so you don't have, you know, I don't need to be a part of something where my hair kinky to prove I'm black. I know I'm black. So wow. it wasn't that. But when I when I kept going to this site, I wasn't turned off by seeing the black, red, and green. I was reading, and I was understanding, and I said, but I didn't understand. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people listening tonight, you probably are encountering different things. You're reading. You, you, you don't understand, but you kind of do because you're reading information and says, hmm, you're scratching your head. But when you go out from your home and you go out into the marketplace and you go out you realize, wait a minute, is this really true? And then no one is really confirming it in your hometown, in the marketplace, in your church, where you go. And so you kind of wonder, you know, am I crazy? Are the people on the Internet posting this stuff crazy or what's going on? But you're feeling something rumbling in your spirit. And that's what happened to me. So when I went to Israel and the Father spoke that to me, that really blew my mind. But when I was in Israel, the first thing that happened uh, when I went back to Israel on my second trip, I met a man, and I didn't know he was from Demona. And he looked at me and said, where are you from? I said, from the United States. And he said, you need to come to Demona. Well, I did not go to Demona in that trip. But that particular trip, many people, cab drivers, um, the lady that I stayed with, 
everybody began to tell me, you're Hebrew. I didn't really understand what they were talking about. But I knew that there was something going on in my spirit. It was like I was tingling all over. And I was like, what are they saying? And, you know, I had, it wasn't until I came back to the United States and the Father began to uh, deal with me. I began to pray a lot. And I said, you know, I need to find out what's really happening. And so I began to look up the scripture and I said, I want to find out. And, well, another lady told me, you're from the tribe of Judah. And she said, in your royalty. You come from a royal line. And so I went and started looking up all the scriptures of where Judah had its territories. And believe it or not, all the places I toured in Israel that year um, were all of the territories of Judah. And one place that I was invited to go and did not was Demona. And Demona was also a territory of Judah. And so... That still was too overwhelming for me. But as I began to study and study and avail myself, the Father began to impress upon me uh, to choose the Hebrew name. And I remember um, I was talking to a Jewish man, and he said, well, how do you identify? And I said, I, I identify as a Hebrew. And he goes, oh, not Jewish? Why not? He said, well, what do you think the difference is? I said, I don't know yet. I said, but I believe there is a great difference between a Hebrew and a Jew. And I was just speaking not with knowledge, but an unction. And so he got very concerned and, you know, quiet. Well, some other people I was around knew of the the, the group in Demona. They were Jews. They were prominent. And they were were worried because the people in Demona were were reaching out and telling many um, African Americans they were Hebrews. And so what I understood through this whole process, um, because I was really connected. There, what the fear is for the the people, the, the Jewish people who want to make what they call Aliyah or um, Aliyah to go over to the land. They're here in the United States and they want to live in Israel. They want to possess all the areas that we are going to actually go back and possess. Their fear is that we are going to come and displace them. They know that they're converts, and they're afraid that we're going to wake up, and there's so many of us. You know, they say that they are a small number, the Jews, the Ashkenazi, the um, the Russian Orthodox, the um, the Polish Jew, all of these people that come from Europe that have made their way to the United States and Germany and other places in France are now starting to move to Israel. And they say that they are small in number. But the prophecy, because I remember asking a rabbi, well, the prophecy – Uh, to Abraham, that the father would make his descendants as the sand of the sea. And they said, well, we are small in number. And I said, well, they can't be true because the father said he would make his descendants, Abraham's seed is the sand of the sea. And he didn't really have an answer for me. But if you look at the people of color who are really the seed of Abraham, we are a numerous people. We far outnumber many of the other nations. I think maybe the Chinese uh, they're, they have a lot of people, but I, the, when the father said he would make the seed of Abraham as the sand of the sea, I don't think he was joking in that. I believe that we probably far outnumber all of the other nations, and that's why they're afraid of us. They know we're in a time of chastisement, and this is why it's important for you to know who you are to answer the second part of the question. Powerful. They know we're in a time of chastisement. They also knew that there was a a closing to that time. What they knew and what they were counting on is that we would never wake up 
and figure it out. But what they forgot is that the Most High, our God, is a very big part of the equation in us waking up and understanding who we are and mobilizing. So as long as we are unaware and don't know who we are. Hold on a second, Cecilia. Sister Roxy, were you saying something? I was just saying yes, amen, agreeing, clapping. Okay, great. Go right ahead, sister. As long as as they know that we're in darkness in our minds, then they know that they can still have a little power over us and they can still make their wealth and they can still uh, play their politics on us and they can still uh, set us up for failure and credit rip-offs and, and, and all of these things that they have been making themselves wealthy by us, like the Korean uh, uh, people setting up, um, selling hair in the black community, but yet not even hiring one person to represent the community. You know, I live in the Central Valley, and uh, the, the Central Valley was, was really kind of settled by the Dutch, and they didn't speak Spanish. And so when the Hispanics started to come heavily, which they are heavy, very heavy presence in the Central Valley. You know what they did in all these businesses? They hire nothing but Hispanic because they know the bulk of their customers are Hispanic. Their buying power is coming out of the Hispanic uh, market, and so they set up their receptionists, their um, shopkeepers, their uh, customer service people. Everybody is just all Hispanic. You cannot find anybody else working that's not Hispanic. And they do that because they want to keep the buying power. But among the Hebrew Businesses will set up um, in our community and never once hire us to represent our community, and they will mistreat us. They will take our money. They never thank us. They never smile. And the scripture says that the foreigner will come in among you, and he will rise higher and higher, and you will sink lower and lower. And that is exactly what happened. When you look in our community, you see other people Having their business, they come from the Middle East, they set up, they get a liquor store. What happens? Everybody runs to the liquor store to get their milk. They run to the liquor store to get this and that and other things. The children run to the liquor store after school. These people are becoming wealthy. They have guns. They watch us like a hawk. They treat us like we're criminals. They're taking the money right out of our community, and yet they have no respect for us. They might jive with, you know, a couple of... Uh, Hebrew males and, you know, what's up, you know, and stuff like that. But really, they don't hire us because that is part of the scripture, and that is what the Father said. That would be part of uh, knowing that we're the Hebrew people. It doesn't happen in any other community but in ours. So we have to understand why. And the real question, we always want to know, why is it like this? You know, uh, landlords will buy buildings in the, in the in the community, and they never fix them up. And we'll go and try, you know, try to do anything to show them that we're credit worthy and we want to rent there. And yet, they will not even beautify or put a plant or sweep or power wash the building or anything. And we just accept the condition. And so, this is also letting us know the scriptures that we would be we would have a sickness, like a mental sickness. You know, that's a mental sickness. We don't understand. So, these are the things that mark us. As biblical Hebrews. Now, we say, oh, we're from Africa or whatever, or we're, you know. No, we're not, because when the Africans, when the, when the Hermetic people come here, they don't live like us. 
They don't accept that treatment. They live better than us. They don't. They don't. You don't see someone from Africa going through what we, as the Hebrew uh, or what you know, the byword African American or blacks, go through. Those African people come with money and they live well and they are treated better. As soon as they open their mouth, everybody knows. Oh, they're not a Hebrew. They get respect. They get credit. They live better. They go on a job. They get hired. And we think, oh, that's a black guy. They had that one black guy. But when you hear him talk, oh, he's not from here. It's not just because of his accent. He's hermetic. They're not under the curse. They're not under the curse. Powerful. We are under the curse. And that's why they come in. They have their families, their wives, their sons, their daughters. And they don't, they're, they're, you don't see uh, uh, the police officers going into uh, communities where Africans from Ghana, Cameroon, uh, Martinique, where they're living, Nigeria, and living well in the United States, you don't see the police officers taking their children to jail. But and Sister Eliana, if I could just interject really quickly, because, I, I, again, I know, I know I've been doing this long enough, and you have too, as well as uh, our sister Roxy, for sure, Apostle Roxy, Sister Roxy, Pastor Roxy. <laughs> She knows this for sure. I was reading up on your bio, sister, and I know you've been around. I mean, you also travel a little bit, so I know you know what I'm about to say to be true. But some people are going to say this to you when they hear you say, we're operating in the curse. They're going to say, oh, no, sister, wait a minute. That's where we part because I'm not in no curse. We want to make this very clear tonight. When Sister Eliana says that, or I say it's a curse, but we, as a nation, look around you. Look around you. What do you call this we're doing? 40 million. What do you call this family? I had one minister, his name is Jefferson mm-hmm. Edwards, and, and he gave me the best argument for this whole revelation. He said, I, I, he said, I just, he was telling me, man, Christ has come, and none of this is, is, is valid. Christ has come and did away with all that. I said, with Jefferson, why are we living it? Why do we fulfill the slave ships? Why are our houses led by women, as the Bible says? Why were our women taken by a nation from the north? Why were why were we dispatched to America? Why did it say that? Uh, why are we living out the fact that it says your young men would not father their children? Why are our houses so unfathered? We're living it out, Jefferson. And Jefferson Edwards, if you're listening, you know we talked about this. <laughs> but I said we're living it out. What do you mean? Right. We're living it out. If Christ came and none this matter alone, why do we go through it? Why are we living it out? It don't make sense. I said, and I, so I'm saying to you, we're talking about a nation. I want to see Eliana on the finish, but this is about a nation. This is about a nation. This is about our nation, not you individually, your household. If you obey the Father, do what he said. He promised to protect you. He promised to heal your body. He promised to heal your cancer. He promised to heal you. He promised. He promised. He promised. If you stand on those principles, stand on those principles and claim them, he promised. There's precious promises for those that obey the word and follow the spirit in and out of danger. We don't have to die prematurely. We don't have to die of cancer. We don't have to die early unless we accept the lie. This is God's will or some foolishness. So individually, you and your household can be blessed while your nation is crawling. Go right ahead, sister. Mm-hmm. So well, as I was saying, so we see all these things going on, and it brings us into despair because it doesn't matter how educated we are. We, you know, we can live well, too. 
But at the end of the day, when we see one more police killing, when we see one more unjust, you know, arrest or whatever is going on, some people say, oh, you know, those people deserve it because they really are doing those things. Well, we also know within our hearts a lot of people aren't doing those things. We know that the system is fixed against us. We know it. We can't we can't pretend that we are living in a in a righteous nation and these and these men in blue are are, are really being the agents of God for righteousness against our community. We know, we know it's not happening. So at the end of the day, even if we're a judge, a lawyer, a police officer, a doctor, we walk out. And if you don't have your uniform on, and let's say you do want to just kick it on the weekend and you put on some jeans and just a regular shirt and some and some, some you know sneakers and you go down the street and you go into a a, a restaurant just to have a you know a breakfast you're going to be nobody knows you're a judge unless they really know you and when they see you they're going to say you know look at that black man let's say it's not even a good shirt let's say you're just feeling like hey i got to do some gardening i'm going to run over to my mom's i'm going to do some gardening i'm going to grab me a bite to eat and you're not wearing the best clothes cuz you you know you're going to get those clothes dirty you're immediately judged like your brother in the street who has nothing maybe and who's struggling or who's maybe just an average guy but he's still a hebrew and so you're looked upon like that and then a lot of i know it you know, a lot of people feel like, you know, they don't know who I am. I'm a judge. I'm a lawyer. I'm this. I'm that. You know, unless we're coming in that, that, that $300, $350 suit and looking all, you know, people do take note. This is this is not your average Hebrew now. This is a professional man. You get a little better treatment when you dress well. But when you just want to be an average person, just be a part of the, you know, the crowd, the community, just go to Home Depot, get your stuff, go to, you know, your, your tool shop or, you know, go to your garden shop. You're judged, and, and, and you might even be treated rudely. You might even get pulled over by the cops, you know, just to tell you that, you know, you had a tail light, but then they're looking for more. You know, and if you don't, if you talk smart or if you, you talk, and talk to them, they might even want to get an attitude with you. So what I'm, what I'm really saying is that when, when we see these things happening to us over and over again, it doesn't matter what, what level of profession you are or if you have no at the end of the day, we all come home and say, why? You get tired. You know, as a people, we just get tired of why are we still in the United States of America being treated this way. And the reason is because we got one more year to go. <laughs> one more oh, year. Lawrence. <laughs> one more year before officially the father says, okay, I'm done with that. I'm done with that covenant of of the chastisement of my of my people. One more year, so hang in there. I want to encourage everybody. Hang in there, and I'm going to tell you. And I and I promise you this. I promise you this. This is not even a prophetic word because it's an old prophetic word that was spoken, recorded, and it's being lived out. I promise you this: that from today till next year, the Father is going to. Super open the eyes of your understanding, and he's going to super impose so much information and download. It's going to be so exponential. You're going to be transformed. You're going to really understand it. You're going to get it. The closer we get to the time of our uh, of our release, the faster the knowledge will flow into us, and we'll get it. We'll get it. 
everything you've heard, everything you said, it'll start making sense because this is not of us. It is not of you. It is not of the president. It's not of any nation. It is of the Most High himself. He promised his servant, Abraham, that this would happen, and he's a man. He said, I'm, God is not a man that he should lie. He doesn't tell when lies. You say promise, when you say promise, you are talking about the 400 years. The reason why she says one more year, because I'm listening to you as a third-party person, and uh, when you say one more year, what they saying, what do you mean one more year? It's almost like, hold on to tomorrow. No, Sister Eliana is strategically quoting scripture. She is strategically referring to when the, when the Bible talks about 400 years. Uh, Deuteronomy 28:46 says that Israel will repeat, repeat. All that ancient stories, all that stuff is constantly repeating. And here we are going through this in 400 years, 399 years right now is 2018, 2019 will be 400 years. That's what she's saying. She's not just quoting something out there. Go ahead, sister. Right. So that, 400, that one year to go, it means that we're gonna. it's going to end. Then the father is going to begin to remember Israel. Now, he doesn't mean he's forgotten us now. They say, why would God let this happen? No, he hasn't forgotten but what it means is he's going to again favor Israel. He's going to favor us again. He's going to then gather us. He's going to heal us. He's going to do things for us that he's not doing right now because there's a lot we've been praying about, and we haven't gotten that answer yet. Mm-hmm. We like to stay in our house. Not yet. Not mm-hmm. yet. See, we've asked God for things, and it hasn't happened yet. But that's true. There's going, there is a day that he will answer that cry. He will do it. He has to fulfill. You know, he's a God of order. He's, a, he's not a man. He, he's, he's, a, he's a being, a, a supreme being of, of, of tremendous order. He's not yeah. moved because we're tired. You know, we get tired and say, I, don't, I can't. You know what? We have to persevere. And he will allow wow. us to go through the end. And then when, it's, when the fullness, that's why, the scripture oftentimes says when the fullness of time came, when the fullness mm-hmm. of time, then then this happened or that happened. So we're not quite at the fullness, but we're very, very close. And I'm saying that to encourage you because, like I said before, it doesn't matter what level of profession, or what level you're on, high, high, or low, low, or no, wherever you are, even in the streets, the gutter, on drugs, out of your mind, in the prison, wherever you are in your life right now as a Hebrew Israelite, a biblical Hebrew, a seed of David, a seed of, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a descendant, you are going to come out. You are going to be restored. You are going to be redeemed. You are going to be renewed. You are going to be set up. You know, this is powerful because a lot of people say, well, I'm in the church, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, and I'm no, no, no longer under the curse. Get this. This is so powerful. What did the Messiah say to his, his disciples? He said, not every man that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. But only those that do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Now, I know if you're coming from a church, you've heard that. You've heard that. Parable. Yeah. Taught. Now, listen carefully to what the Messiah said. He said, for many will come in that day and say, Lord, in your name, I did all these things. I did in your name, I did this. In your name, I cast out devils. In your name, I did great things. In your name, I built great buildings. I did great works. In your name. 
He says, mm-hmm, he says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. He said, because if you, whatever you did to the least of these, my brethren, who is his brethren? So you got to remember, a lot of these ministries, these big, 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 big televangelists, big whopping ministries, they're doing a lot of great things in his name. Who is the brethren? The brethren. The brethren of the Messiah. It's his Hebrew Amen. brethren. Mm-hmm. He said, if you, if you mistreat my brethren, in, in essence, you mistreat me. You don't know me. He said, depart from me, from me, you workers of iniquity. Well, let, let, let me say this, Sister Eliana, because um, I think it's, it's, it sounds like that of a believer. You, you, you're describing that of a believer. That of a person who's living right. No, what just, I'm describing, I'm describing uh, people who think they're serving the Father, uh-huh. and this mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, we see this as Hebrews. We are in churches. They're doing great works, but they disrespect and dishonor Hebrews in their congregation, and we don't know why. We're leading the worship. We are on the board. We are their mm-hmm. deacons, but they don't, and, and, and I know this is true, they do not get the same honor or respect. It's because they don't recognize that these Hebrews, the very Messiah they think that they're serving, these are his brethren. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. And so we have to understand, so now there's a move in the churches today to support Israel. And so they said, well, we're going to support Israel. We're going to support the Ashkenazis. We're going to support the Polish Jews. We're going to support, support the, the, the German Jews. They're making their way back into the land. This is the prophecy. We've got to give our money to them. But to you go as a believer, a black believer in these churches and say, you know, my house, I'm about to lose my home. I need a, I need a two-month payment to get on my feet. They won't give it to you. Maybe, maybe, depending on your relationship with the, the, the congregation, the pastor, they might. But most of the time they're going to tell you we're not a bank. Yet they will take thousands of dollars and give it to the Ashkenazi. Those who are not a people, mm-hmm. those say that they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan, thinking they're doing the will of the Father. That is what the Messiah was talking about. Mm-hmm. When you do these things to the least of these, my brethren, he do them also to me. So in order to do the will, and I'm saying that out to those that are listening, that you think that you're serving the Father by serving the Jews that are in the land, but that the way they live their life it has nothing to do with the biblical scriptures or what the Father said would happen when he brought back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem of Judah and Israel back into their land. It's not what they're doing in Israel is has nothing to do with scripture. They're not keeping any of those things of the most high. So saying this is why it's important for us to know who we are as a people. This is why it's important for us because we have a role to play. We have a job to do. And the Father getting us ready to do that work coming very, very soon, very, very soon, he's getting us ready to play a major part in what mm-hmm. Amen. 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 
Well, I appreciate that, sister. That was very well put. I very well put. I see where you was going with that. Um, folks, again, we just you listen to five smooth stones we have on uh, Sister Eliana again, uh, my co-host and myself, and then we are joined by uh, Sister Roxy uh, and, uh, from uh, from the. Um, Access. Help me with the name again, sister. I've done a thousand things here. Again. Yes, it's at. It's um. Actually, our shows are on Access Sacramento, um, and you can access that by going to accesssacramento.org. And then the call, the call letters for the shows are ninety six. It's on ninety six point five FM. That's on your radio dial if you are local. But you can also download that app, KUBU 96.5 FM, Sacramento, and you can listen to the shows. And then Chef's Show is every Friday at 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then my show is every Monday from 2 to 4 p.m. And, that, of course, Amen. that's Pacific time. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, sister, now I want you to uh, share, just like Sister Ellie just did, how do you know? I mean, people are listening, and uh, what we'll do after you, we'll take a short little break, and we'll come back, and then I'll answer the question. But just, Sister Ellie, did a great job. You saw her going to a little bit of history, a little bit of the scripture. She just covered. You don't have to quite do it the way she did. You can do it highway the Father gives you. But to those listening for the first time, or maybe the second time, and they're just not sure about any of this, what did it for you, and why is it important? Well, um, <laughs> that's probably a longer story than what we could um, do here on the show. But, okay. um, I, yeah, I have always been peculiar and different, and I'm used to that. And um, and and then besides that, being an only child, so. I've always, and my parents died young, so I've always had to rely on the Lord and having a relationship with him. And the journey that I have been on, this is the journey um, where I don't have any more questions in reference to who I am and where I'm going and the purpose that God put me here in the earth. And um, I, I have had over the years a lot of prophetic words that I didn't always understand, but now it makes sense. It makes sense to me um, all of these different things that God has been downloading in me. And then, too, because I have been preaching in denominational church, churches, especially black churches, there are things that um, I prepare to preach, and then God says, no, they're not ready yet. We still got uh, to go Roxy, back to this. Hold on one second. Uh, I, I got to say this because of what happened with y'all's phone line. Please forgive me. I should have did this earlier. But anybody, anyone yes. else having trouble with calling in this show, uh, please text me or simply hit me up on Messenger, and I'll call you directly. Please go right here, Sister Roxy. And so um, I guess basically the best way to answer that question is, um, I just have a knowing in my spirit. And even I had some things happen to me in Israel when I went, but it was way back in 81, you know, and things, 84, I mean, 84. And things are much different now than they were then. And um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity I get to go again. But 
um, it it's just always been clear to me that um, the atrocities that have been done to our race is um, something that has always been questionable and that um, folks can't reach their full potential. Um, a lot of black folks, they don't always reach their full potential spiritually. There's always some type of hindrance something and we're always asking God why what's going on you know um why are why do we always feel like we're second um second class um citizens even in the church if you move outside of the black church yes you you move outside of the black church and you get involved in these other churches that are supposed to be interracial, interdenominational, non-denominational, faith, whatever they're all called, um, there's still that feeling of not totally being accepted and being mistreated. Um, you know, and they, a lot of times they, they may let you on the board, but they only let you go so far. You know, so these type of things. And so over the years, since I've been in church all my life, and my grandpa was a Baptist preacher down in Little Rock, Arkansas, he built his church, bought the land and built his church from the ground. Um, I've always had these questions, you know, and, um, and then, too, we have um, the questions of the women in ministry. And even to this day, as far as we are spiritually, there are still some places that don't allow women to preach, <laughs> you know. So uh, there's so right. many aspects because I've had I've had to overcome so well, many well, well, battles. Hold on a second, Sister Roxy, because I want to stay pointed. Even though you you my, my my aunt is in the same boat, she's going through that with AME people, and there's a long mm-hmm. history on that. I, I know we have it hard. And I want us yeah. to. I know we have it hard as a people. Nobody's going to argue with you there. Yeah. I know we have it hard than everybody else. I know at the bottom. But I'm just trying to be that third person. I try to do this. Please, please allow me to interrupt you just for a second. I'm, I'm thinking about that person that say just because we had it hard, just because they want to accept you to be as a minister, preacher, a female preacher, that don't mean we Israelites. You can't say we Israelites just because we have it hard, just because our people are going through it, just because we don't know. You know, we've always been this, we've done this way, that way. They're going to say we're is your scriptures and then sometimes there's no scriptures because like some people say well the father showed me that still holds water because they're spiritual i think that's what people are tuning in people are tuning in to see how are they going to say we the israelites lord have mercy so there's some people are tuning in because there's something there they don't quite know like sister ellen she sister eliana was saying when she was in israel she didn't quite know she couldn't explain explain but it was just something and you just said it pretty much the same thing so i think people are trying to see did the father show you did the scriptures show you versus we got it so hard and i can't be accepted as a minister and i've gone through you know you understand what i'm trying to say oh yes i understand it's just hard to articulate it when you have been living it and when you say well um i know it because God has shown me that, you know, no, that or has he's water. confirmed it. 
Yeah, that holds yeah. water, sister. Listen, I bring it on because that holds water because people know a lot of times some of our some of our foreparents didn't always have the scriptures, but they knew that they knew inside of their spirit. People have shook the world on that voice, so you're more than welcome on this show. If you want to say this with the Father showed me, yes, that that has weight. Just 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 know that, okay? Please, and go right ahead. Yes, well, I think that's the answer to the question is that, you know, God has always has has shown me. I've not always been clear about what he's showing me, but um I think I what I was trying to say on the onset was that um I've had this knowing, but God has always been answering the questions. And then bringing like-minded people. I have a lot of divine appointments with people, um, okay. they don't always they don't always talk about it. But as you get to um, talking with them, you know the conversation comes up, you know, and um, um, and some people just uh, recently I got a prophecy, and um, it was totally different than the other black people in the room, and. Okay. Um, when the prophet got in front of me, the prophet has got in front of me, she said, you're not a slave. Huh. <laughs> you know, all of us are looking around like, what are you talking about? You know, and then as she began to minister to me, I knew it had more to do with my calling and helping people to understand who they are and the truth about who they are. Amen. And so, Amen. Um, yes, yes. Mhm. Yes, and that truth is that we are the original people that God called to do this work. Amen. And I'm excited well, about that. Well, you should be. And, and like I said, a lot of times the Father will reveal stuff to you, and you'll live 20, 30 years before you actually may see it in Scripture, or maybe it's revealed to you. It's just... Our people have been known by the still, small voice. People have shook up the world by the still, small voice. A young man recently who don't even claim all this Hebrew or whatever, his name is Colin Kaepernick. Everybody knows his name, I'm sure, by now. But he just yeah. got tired. And he had a still, small voice to just say, just have a seat. And then another a military person said, why are you dishonoring the flag like that? Why don't you just take a knee? And... This man probably makes not that we don't want to use money as a as a as a as a tool to determine success. It's a poor 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 measuring stick, but he actually makes more money. He's doing better now financially than he was oh, playing yeah. football, getting hit, and probably taking gonna get a concussion or something. So the father blessed him in that regard, but not just monetarily. Uh, again, that's what the world thinks is the only way you can tell, but. Just a piece of respect, and he's he's got he gets it. He's in the history books now. He didn't want to be, you know. He he it, it, it will always remember that, know that name, and know that history. So a lot, a lot of time, it's just a still small voice. I just try to play devil's advocate, sisters. Uh, I just try to play devil's advocate and just try to think about that person because I talk to these people every day and they go, I, I mean, I got a gentleman on my job and he drills me every day, when that, not every day, when we talk, which is not that often actually, but we do get into these conversations and he says, well, how do you know? How do you know? DNA says this, all these ministers in the world says different. You mean all these churches is lying. 
I'm supposed to believe you versus TBN. I'm supposed to believe you versus Daystar. I'm, believe, I'm supposed to believe you who don't have this, that, and the other. And these ministers, they got they got all kinds of things to, and they have a point. What so I tell them, I tell them, well, first of all, you got to understand everybody doesn't say what they're saying. You're just not around the people that know this information. You cross the Atlantic, you cross that Pacific, bring up this conversation, and sister, you've traveled a little bit. Sister Eliana have traveled a bit. We have traveled, and we know when we cross those waters, everybody over here don't think that the Jews in Israel is the true Jews. Not to mention, even in the States, we have closet Christians, closet believers, closet leaders and laymen that know this. I had one pastor to tell me, I know what you're saying to be true, Seth. We just can't teach that right now. The Father hadn't released me to tell that. So all a lot of us going to do is put Judah on our neck or Issachar on our neck as a tattoo and keep on living the way we're living. That's what she actually told me. This was a female minister. And I've met wow. male ministers, the same thing. They, a lot of closet people. There's, go ahead. I heard somebody's voice. Go ahead. Okay, I wanted to say this is so great because you, you brought in something that sparked um, two things. The first, when you say that the, the gentleman that, you know, you hear a lot of people saying, how do you know? I think they're saying that because they're afraid because what we're talking about is huge. It's really huge. And yeah. the implications are even bigger. I mean, it's just oh, huge. Yes. So, People are afraid, you know, when you've been the underdog or when, you, when you've been treated as the underdog for so, so long and someone says, no, you're the king, you know, you don't want to be the king. You just want to get along. Some, now, some people are power hungry and they say, oh, yeah, I'll be the king. Yeah, put the crown on my head. But most people are pretty humble. They're, I don't want to be the king. You think about all the people who kicked you, stepped on you, walked over you, and then you're really the ruler over them. It's a little bit hard because you're still intimidated. And that's why I think a lot of our people, well, I don't even think it's a lot anymore. I think um, I think that, that that's becoming fewer and fewer because I'm seeing whole churches now where the the, lead, the, the father is just breathing on whole churches. And, and before you mm-hmm. just saw these Hebrews of lights on the corner in New York and trying to get a conversation with the churches. And then I think there was this thing on 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 YouTube where uh, one, you know, big pastor did not want to meet with the Hebrew Israelites. But that was just about five years ago. But today I'm seeing churches converting. I mean, I'm just seeing the Father is breathing on so many it's young ministers, older ministers. They're starting to come out and teach this. So I think the Father is taking that fear because really – I think it's just fear. We don't want to, you know, we, we're afraid that what if it's not true? Seth, you told me this, and what if it isn't true? So they're afraid, you know. Right now we got it good. The master's not going to beat us. We, we're we cool with the master right now. We don't want oh, to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it. The other thing is there is this minister, this guy, and I have my personal feelings about this, and I'm not going to share them on this format, but there's a man by the name of Hank Hanacraft. And he made his way up the line. He's a Christian psychologist, and he and an apology. He's an apology. Um, I can't say the word. Apologist and a psychologist. And he made his way. This is a white gentleman. Made his way up the up the ranks on Christian radio here in the in this part of California by 
pointing out the flaws of different ministers like um, uh, Morcerello. Um, oh, yes. Um, I know who that is now. I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, a lot mm-hmm. of um, Fred Price, T.D. Jakes, he, he would yes. take clips of their sermons and he would just play it over and over again. It was real sinister when I first started when when he first came out, he was trying to gain his way. And he he really caused a lot of confusion in a lot of churches. Now he's doing he has like the major spot in one of the mainstream Christian radio stations here in this area in this region. And now he's trying to teach his philosophy, which is very 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 dry, and very you know it's, it's a lot of bondage. And so he they tried to he tried to do a rebuttal to this whole thing about. Uh, black people saying that they're the Hebrew Israelites. So they wrote a paper, and I actually read it. I went on their site, and you have to dig a little bit in the archive. But when they begin to write this article, they they have said nothing else against it because they went all the way back to the 1800s when there was a prophet, a white male, going through and telling the slave owners to be careful. These are the children of Israel. And the Lord is saying, let my people go. And they cite all of these white ministers that rose up during that time, right before emancipation, and they were rebuking these uh, plantation owners and and about how they were treating the, the the blacks. They said these are God's chosen people, and so a lot. They said a lot of churches began to a lot of the people began to um, try to change. They went. They had revivals in that time in the white church communities because they began to repent, but then. They went on and they went on, and then what they if they their conclusion was they could never say after they wrote and did all their research that it's not true because they were trying to this guy is so evil and crafty he was trying to tear the movement down. The only thing they could write at the end of the their the day in their story was, well, not all blacks in America are Hebrew Israelites. Because once they did their research, the, the Spirit of God began to reveal to them who we really are. And wow. so they couldn't come out with it. And he has, and this guy, if he doesn't think something's right, he will talk about it and talk about it. You haven't heard anything. There's no more discussion. They buried that article. They got quiet on it. And, and let me let me comment on that. That's good stuff. And Sister uh, 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 Roxy, uh, you can just jump in here anytime. Do uh, we do we all have no certain protocol? You can. I am going to take a little break here after I'm done here. But once we get rolling here even more, we in first gear, everybody. I'm telling you, a lot more scriptures is coming your way, and you're going to see uh, if with the help of the Father. Uh, that truly, truly, we are not smoking on something. African Americans is Israel, one of the lost tribes. Not all black people are always saying are Israelites. We're talking about those that fulfill scriptures. And we understand that what we are in the flesh profited nothing. But what we are in the spirit profits everything. We understand that that scripture would not have been in the scriptures. I think what the scripture means when you compare the natural to the spiritual is nothing. But I don't think the Father meant that it's just nothing in the flesh. Else, why would he create? A flesh. Why would he create a natural earth if he just didn't want? To, he wants to just ignore it. So please divide the scriptures correctly. But let me say this: What Sister Eliana just said. I've been doing these shows since 2011, Sister Roxy. Uh-huh. I promise you, I can take that the, the angle she's taking right now. 
meaning uh, ministers, white ministers, Indian ministers, Hispanic ministers, all ethnic groups of this world. I have played them on this show saying what she is saying. Many of you are new to Five Smooth Stone. You may have not heard these things, but on this show, I've done over 370 shows. I guarantee you at least 50 shows at least have went into all kind of proof. We can just talk about DNA. Don't talk about nothing else. Don't bring up no scriptures. Prove it. We can take the... We, we did a show where we said we're going to prove who the Israelites are is without the Bible. Somebody, well, how can you do that without the Bible is what creates the Israelite with, with the whole story of Abraham. What we was do, what we did that show is just showed you the evolution of white skin. How that we're all one people. We're all one human species. But there was not a white nation. There wasn't always a white nation enough enough to give them credence of being the Israelites or to be the anything. Anything. Any people. You want to find some very complicated listener? Try to find out where white people are from. You think we're messed up? Try to find that out. They're not mm-hmm. from England. They're not from Europe. That's not true. What? They wasn't mm-hmm. the first people there. Dark-skinned people was all over the planet first, everywhere. You want a real hair twister? Try to find out where a white person is from. You're going to find yourself back in Africa. We are those people. They are us. That's why we got to be careful with we and they. It's just that mm-hmm. from this recessive trait, I think people begin to say, oh, it's all weather-related. We can get into that. It's a whole other conversation. But I guarantee you're going to find out if nothing else that we can agree on, we'll agree on this, that a recessive trait, a mutation can never be an ancient people it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Too much mixing back then. They didn't have these concepts of white and black and all of that. The Tower of Babel is when they dispersed. Up until then, everybody, you, you was not a people based on whether or not you had melanin. Every single nation had people that lacked this pigmentation. Where right. is the home of white people? That is your homework, those of you listening, if I, if I can give you homework. But anyway, what Sister Eliana is saying is very powerful. There's lots, <laughs> there's lots of our brothers and sisters that do not look like us that have said that. I was on a flight from Israel, Sister Roxy and Sister Eliana, and I kept seeing everybody check in with this one gentleman. And I got so many stories like that, it ain't even funny. Again, people go to Blog Talk Radio, excuse me, go to Google, type in Blog Talk Radio, five food stones, and look at any show that's got the word Hebrew in it, proof of biblical Hebrew, uh, just something along those lines, and get all kind of information. We have did articles, we talked about history, we can prove it with history, we can prove it with common sense. How about that one? We can prove it with the Bible, we can prove it with science, we can prove it with DNA, if they would tell the truth about DNA, we'd solve the whole thing, but they, they use DNA politically. They know who we are. But anyway, I was on this plane, mm-hmm. and this gentleman had this, 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 this attire of an orthodox priest. In other words, 
there's levels of priests in Israel, and he was one of the high. And I can, and I can also tell by the, the reverence he got from all the males, uh, so-called Jews, on this aircraft. And guess what? He was sitting right across from me. And I know the father set this up because that's just how he do when I go to travel sometimes. So I begin to talk to him, and I ask him, could I record him? Now, most people will say, well, no. But I first kind of confided in him. Uh, first, excuse me. I'm going too fast. I first kind of build up a rapport with him. We talked for a while, and I say, I like this information. And I say, can I record you? And what I opened up, I say, listen, haven't you heard? We thought I'm talking about something else first, but I eventually got around and say, haven't you heard about these people in America? I'll put a music in the background also, y'all. Y'all know how I like it. But uh, I say, haven't you heard about these people in America that say they are the real Jews? And he said, yes, yes, I've heard, I've heard. I said, what do you think of them? I said, you know, I said, I'm black, of course, but I've heard. I didn't lie to him. I just said there are people that think that way, and I didn't say I didn't. I just say there are – I watched my words, so, folks, I didn't lie. I said to him, there are people that think that. He said, yes, I've heard. I said, what do you have to say? Can you give me something to go share with my brothers and sisters back home? And he said, well, you know, I understand it. If people want to feel apart. And I said, well, what they're saying scripturally, that y'all have not went through anything in the Bible. I asked this man that. <laughs> he said, oh, that's not true. We've been through things in the Bible. I said, well, let's talk about the Holocaust. They say that the Holocaust is not in the Bible. Listen, what this Israeli Jews said to me, folks, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I do not, lying is not something I struggle with. I do not lie on something like this or on anything, really. I'm not a liar. And y'all know you can go to the bank when I say stuff. I'm telling you, this gentleman said to me, it's in Deuteronomy 28. Now, how is the Holocaust going to be in Deuteronomy 28, sisters? Anybody on the phone line, again, with your questions or comments, go ahead and press 1. I'm looking at the phone line. Anybody can answer us, answer this question. Where is the Holocaust in Deuteronomy 28? This man said this, this Orthodox priest. And I went home and Googled his name. He really is honored in the New Jersey area. I'm going to say his name. But, folks, listen. When I engage in those Jews, again, I went to Israel many times. They either run from you, or they're very weird when they talk to you. This is when it actually opened up. And I kept asking questions. He said that, which is a lie. It's not there. And then I said, here's another one. In Deuteronomy 28, it also says that y'all will have wives, but another nation will sleep with them. You know, and they say that after those African Americans, I know they say that they, their forefathers had millions of women, and that millions of men from the north slept with those women. Did that ever happen to y'all? Oh, you got to be kidding. He said, Hitler, oh, they, they, they did that. There was a lot of rape going on. Now, folks, I won't deny that that didn't happen, that there wasn't rape going on with, with Hitler and all that. But listen, <laughs> do he really want to do that? Compared to the African-Americans and what happened to them? I kept going on and on and I left the, the, the strongest argument for last, which is Leviticus 13. I said, what about Vinny? Oh, slip. there was a slip of the tongue. Uh, anyway, can't erase that. It's already out there. But I said, what about 
Leviticus 13 and parts of the Bible where it talks about white skin being a plague. It's nowhere in the Bible does it talk about white people. Well, he kind of got that look like, oh, he knows. And this is exactly what that man told me before we go to break, everybody. And again, we're just swinging at this, and, and everybody's doing such a good job. We'll take a little break after I make this little co- quick comments. But this man tells me, man, I don't know. I don't know. It could be true. What could be true? He was talking about these African Americans that saying they're Israel. Once he saw how I said it, then I, I quit. I, 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 I revealed who I was. I say, Vinny, you know I believe this. He said, yeah, yeah. I say, Vinny, nowhere in the Bible is there white people. He didn't get mad with me. And I didn't tell you all this, but he actually got out of his seat and came and sat across the aisle. Our flight attendants kept crossing us up. So our elbows was touching. He was two feet from my face. And I'm telling him who I am. Folks, you need to see it with your eyes. Go to Demona when they go out in the Wailing well Wall. And have them to break down what you're looking at. Have them to share with you why they're rocking. <laughs> have them to share with you why they're wearing the little things on their head. When they came into Atlanta in 1948, they didn't always dress the way they dress. Then that reason, men cover their head. All of this is fabricated. It's a theft of birthright. Any comments on that, Sister Roxy or Sister Eliana, before we take this little short break? Well, I'd like to say you're right, because the scripture says the man should not cover his head. Mm-hmm. That's in the scripture. Men should not cover their heads. But women should Right, but in that area, all of the men's heads are covered. And they went off in there trying to be like them. And you're right, the scripture even said not to. But in that area, most men were those, you know, the tired. That it, and so that's the, the Muslims were there, the and they was doing that. But, but go ahead. Yeah, it's called the kippah, and they wear the kippah. I was going to say that I was, of it. I was down in the uh, Sacramento area, and I uh, was at a, a, conver- a conference. I was invited to by some pastor friends of mine. And uh, this was a couple of years back, and when I got there, they had asked, you know, for all the ministers to come up, and I, of course, was included. And uh, good friends of the pastor who invited me, a very good friend of mine also, he's a strong supporter of Israel. But, um, of course, we were all part of that same organization, not understanding that who Israel really was. But he had asked me to say a prayer, and when I prayed, it was so powerful, and then I, I said the Shema, which is, which is in Deuteronomy, it's it's the, the hear, O Israel, for the Lord our God is one, the, um, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And when I said the Shema, it was so powerful. There was a, there's a, there's a guy, he, he's a, he's a um, gynecologist, he's very well known in the Sacramento area. He's also, he is considered a Jew. When I said the Shema, the room was, you could just feel the the power of the Most High, just literally shaking the walls. And this doctor came up, which I know very well, came up to me, and he goes, that was so powerful. That was so powerful. Another minister friend who is in a, a large denominational ministry down in San Diego, she says, I forgot how powerful you were because we haven't talked in a long time. And then at the end, I'm sitting down, and this man and his wife comes over, and the man says, oh, she is uh, of the tribe of Issachar. 
And she said, she grabbed my hand. She goes, oh. And she was pretending like she was crying. She was going, mishpoka. Mishpoka in Hebrew means family. And she said, oh, mishpoka. And I said, I am not mishpoka to you. I am a Hebrew. And all the fake tears and all the fake humility, and she stood straight up, and her voice dropped three octaves. And she said, they told us this would happen in the last days. And she walked out of that church. And her husband looking confused. I had a, an encounter with the woman. I don't even know if, he, know if he recognized that her voice dropped. But she walked straight out of that place because what I understood was they know that we are going to wake up and they know we are going to claim our birthright and we are going to get it because the Most High is with us. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Wow, folks, wow. Yeah, I know, Sister Roxy. And, and, folks, we've been sharing stories like this live. Mm-hmm. Again, you're talking about people that have been to Israel. And, and, he, and not all of my guests have been to Israel, but they have similar testimonies of eyewitness uh, events where people, uh, not that we need the white, the so-called Jew to uh, to to define the movement, but it's, it it is a wonderful experience when someone that say they are Jew say to you, "You're the real Jew. You're the real people." And uh, I got so many clips. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play it tonight because I want Sister Roxy to share a little bit more. I want Sister Eliana to share a little bit more. And uh, but I actually have several clips, and we just probably have to do a part three. I don't know or something, or just just hook up to, again in the future or something. But there's so much information out there. I have some books to share with y'all. I don't know if I have the time, but I got like 30 books. And I was going to literally name all 30 of them, but I don't know if that's wise to do tonight. I'll I'll think what I'll do. This is what I'll do. I'll post a link to my library on the show page. So again, if you can go to Blog Talk Radio, type in Five Smooth Stones. Uh, Excuse me, you can go to Google. Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio and this show. On this show description, I'm going to put a link to my library. And again, there's 30 books by well-known authors. If you could, not all of them are well-known, but the very powerful books, you can do your own research. Okay, people, there's some very intelligent people. What, how, what level of education do you want them to have? They're all saying it. Henry Ford. He was a rich businessman that created the, 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 y'all know about Henry Ford, the Henry Ford. I don't think he created the automobile, but Henry Ford. Uh, there's all types of PhDs, there's street people, there's all levels of people, all colors, ethnic backgrounds that are saying this. This is not some small notion by some angry black people in America. This is an ancient move of the Most High. And I want to ask you a question, brothers and sisters, before I go on this on this quick little break. Where is your proof that the people in Israel are the Jews? To where your pastor would send thousands of dollars every year. To where you are having it in your mouth and in your conversation and you'll be defending it and you're putting us on trial. Let's put you on trial. Where's your proof? What scriptures do you have? If an orthodox minister on an, air, on an aircraft heading to Newark, New Jersey with me couldn't defend it, how do you defend it? How do you know? We'll be right back, folks. 
take a little short break. We'll be right back. Sister uh, Roxy and Sister Eliana, y'all okay with the break? Oh, absolutely, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Royalty. Royalty. I was it a chosen people. Bible in my hand, word inside my heart, and pain before my eyes. Broken people wanting to believe in something, looking for a life, trying to find the truth. But we give them doubt, saying we do something we don't. Hurting people, saying we do things that we won't. Wolf and she's clothing with a cross on his chest. Taking people money, promising to be blessed. But power to the chosen people. Who at one point wasn't viewed as an equal. His own chosen people. Royal priesthood. Yeah. Yeah, that you've been called out of the darkness. Into the marvelous light. Do you know who you are? Royalty. Once we weren't the people. Now we are the people. You know who Anyway, folks, we're back, and uh, powerful show. 
and we're just loving on the people, the saints tonight, as well as the ain'ts. Just human humanity. This show is for humanity. Everybody can benefit from this information. We got people that deal with us, hire us, pay us. African Americans working in your company, some of you. And you need to know who they are. It would help you understand why they're dysfunctioning, why they can make you rich, but some reason they have a hard time making others, make, uh, making themselves rich, coming together. Why they can't come together? Did y'all know what the scripture says? The Father said Israel would not be able to come together. I'm very serious. The Bible says the Father would not allow his people, Israel, to come together. It was him that was going to be holding them. People don't like that the way they sound. God holding somebody down? No. It's not because he's just abusing them. It's because they're his firstborn. I like to see Eliana to talk about why that's, why that's important, the whole firstborn, how this nation is to lead other nations if she could. She did such a good job I mean, the last time she talked about that. But really quickly, I want to say this really quick before I go back to them, and that is why this information is vital. Again, we got all types of people listening, and they, you know, people people are, are very smart, especially those that love the Father. They want to be in the mix. They want to obey. Like the one song say, Lord, whatever you're doing on the earth, don't do it without me. That's how a lot of people feel, and they just want to do the right thing. Folks, the people in Israel, as we know as the Jews today, are not the Israelites of the Bible. I can't tell you to stop funding them. All I can tell you is there are people, there are people <laughs> right under your nose living out these scriptures. You've got to ask yourself a question. And Sister Roxy, your line is open. And Sister Eliana, your line is now open. You've got to ask yourself this question. How is it these people living underneath your nose living out the scriptures and you never saw it? At first, I used to think people are wicked. They know they know. Oh, they know. These preachers know. Oh, I found out something one day, Oral Roberts. I'll tell you, I've been around some very serious people. There's a name, Oral Roberts, a pioneer in the church world with regards to healing. I was in Tulsa one time at a convention, and uh, Ben Kinchlow was in the background. He was in the very last row, and they heard me say these words. The name of the, the this uh, 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 assembly, or the name of this conference was Blacks in the Bible. And I just met with a gentleman by the name of Jefferson Edwards. I mentioned his name earlier. And my, I was the first question. And I promise you I was 12 feet from Oral Roberts. I said, I have trouble with the name of this conference, Blacks in the Bible. I say, in my research, what I have trouble with is finding whites in the Bible. Everybody kind of chuckled. Jefferson was the first want to uh, respond because he was sitting on the very far left and he had to respond and I had just left his headquarters revealing to him who are the people of the Bible. So he was in the hot seat. He knew better, if nothing else. And he came out saying there's a lot of merit to what the brother is saying, da 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 At the end of the thing, Old Roberts ended up saying, I've never heard this before, but the world needs to hear it. And he didn't go out of his way to promote it but he did, definitely said those words, again, with Ben Kinslow of the 700 Club in the very back. So what am I saying? 
I just believe the Father, for whatever reason, is not revealing this to some ministers. I no longer believe they're hard-headed. They know, they know, they know. No, they don't know. I think it's something for the younger generation to run with. I think certain people our age, over 50, knows because they, the Father just revealed it to them for whatever reason. But for some reason, he has not allowed every, Israel, Israel has, walked, has walked in this slumber that the Bible talks about up until time is this. And they, didn't, they don't know. But these young people get it. It's really funny how quick they get it. And, and they're looking at these ministers. They, they weren't these ministers out with these scriptures. Sharp as a tank. They sound like scholars. But they don't have love, a lot of them. They don't, I'm not going to say they don't have love. They don't, they're, they're young people. They just they got the knowledge without the zeal. So I'm, I want to share really briefly, and then I want to go to Stelion. I want to share as brief as I can. I'm going to talk fast because I want to, I want these sisters to really run and talk the most tonight, if I can, the rest of the show the most, the rest of the show uh, tonight. I believe the reason this message is just vital to you, listener. And again, you can press 1 at any time on the phone lines and comment. Press 1 on the phone lines at any time too, with a question or comment. No, we don't get a lot of questions, and that's why I was saying earlier, I don't want to intimidate nobody. Folks, we just everyday people. But we got a phone line full of people. Thank you all for coming out and checking out the show tonight. Again, don't be afraid. Press 1 if you have a question or comment. But listen, the one, number one reason I can think of why this message is very vital to understanding is the father looked like he's picking on African Americans and even so-called black people. When we don't know this, that the whole world was dark at one time, there was always this white-skinned people here and there, but not as a nation. And the father said he was angry with the nation in Joel 2, and he talks about there's come a nation. Joel 2, the book of Joel, chapter 2, talks about a nation that's before them is like the Garden of Eden. After they're done, it's like a wilderness. He goes on to say, no one is going to escape these people. Said there's not have been nothing like them for many generations. I would like to read that because some of y'all thinking I'm twisting the scriptures. I can feel it. Really quickly. Joel King James Version Bible, every time we quote scripture. Listen to this, folks. Please tell me who can wear this slipper, if not the so-called white man. Y'all heard the song, they rush on the city, they run on the wall. Great is the army that carries out his word. Sister Roxy, ever heard that? Yeah. Do y'all realize we, in ignorance, dance to that song? That song is talking about a people that is about to whoop Israel's behind. These people are not going to, they are just fearless. They go, go, it's not good news. He, the, the father tells Israel to cry out for mercy. Let the, 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 the reap between the porch and the altar. Put on sackcloth and ashes. Cry for mercy because they coming. And we're dancing around talking about blow the trumpet in Zion. No, 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 no. Don't blow the trumpet in Zion. Because you're blowing the trumpet in Zion letting them know, get ready for war. There's somebody coming. Listen, 
you think I'm twisting scriptures? Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a, a day of clouds and of thick darkness. That don't sound like something great. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great and a strong, watch this, folks, <laughs> as the mountain. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong. Listen, there have not, there had not been ever the like. What? Wait a minute. Are they coming from Mars, Jupiter? There had not been ever the like. Neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. Whoever these folks are, they don't come often. Very rare. A fire devoured before them, and behind them a flame burning. The land is as the Garden of Eden, like I said before, and behind them, after they leave, is desolate. Yea, and nothing shall escape them, whoever they are. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses, and as horsemen, so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on top of mountains, shall they leap. Like the noise of the flame of fire, they divide the stubble, as a strong people set in battle array. Here we go. Before they, excuse me, I'm going to slow down here. Before their face, the people shall be pain. All faces shall gather blackness or gloominess. Number seven, verse seven. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb up the wall like men of war. They shall march every one in his ways. Watch this. And they shall not break their ranks. You get this land, I'll get that land. We all want to bump heads now. You go that way, I'm going to go this way. We're going to work together. Verse 8, neither shall one thrust another. That's what I was just saying. They shall walk every one in his path, and they, and when they shall fall upon the sword, watch this, they shall not be wounded. What? We live in a world today where when, 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 when whites, when they, let's just say they have an accident, they're paid. They can lose the arm, and what they get for that arm is more than what they had when they didn't have an arm. <laughs> they can shoot you and get a week off. I mean, I just shot you now. I just said you just they can kill you and get a week off. They be rewarded for evil. Verse eight: They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb upon the horses. They shall end in at the windows like a thief. Is this something to be j jumping around talking about blow the trumpet in Zion? Verse 10, the earth shall quake before them. Uh-oh, stop right there. Not everybody can say the earth quake before me. The heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. I think there's just a metaphor saying it's going to be rough times. Verse 11. This is what threw off the whole church. This is what got us dancing around the church like somebody crazy. Of course, we didn't know. We didn't know. Verse 11 is what causes us to be confused. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army. We think 
This is the saints. Can't be the saints. Israel was over here on one side, and the Father said, blow your trumpet for another nation that's coming. Whites are their army. Whites are his army. For a season, they have been his army. He ordered those people. He ordered slavery. He did. The Most High, because of the rebellion of Israel. The reason why people are going to be judged, America is going to be judged, because they took it too far, our oppression. But make no qualms about it. They're his army. I, this is just one scripture. Do you really want to go here, some of you? I'm just talking out loud here, talking myself. Jeremiah, the father says, I'll call all, I'm going to call all of the families of the north. <laughs> Everybody north of Israel has been called, or the most high, to go down to Israel to take it from them as a punishment. Good news is, according to scripture, when he told Abraham, your seed is going to be in bondage 400 years, and, and of course, the main scripture, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, when Moses is talking about all these things that's going to happen, and they're going to repeat forever, 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 forever. That's how we know in 2018 that all these these curses that were upon ancient Israel is valid today because of what Moses said and other scriptures. But in Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, he says, these things are going to be up on you, Israel, forever. So that's why Cecilia Eliana is scholarly correct when she talks about the 400 years. We have been in America for 400 years, and the Father has now released this information to our young people because this generation is going to die out, a lot of us. We just, we just ain't going to hear it. But our young people, for some reason, get it. And they're, they're mopping the floor with ministers that's coming against them with scriptures, just like this scripture. One more time, verse 11. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is great, for he is strong to ex- execute his word. What word? Oppress these rebellious folk. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? My goodness. And then verse 12, he goes off into what to do to get rid of them. Cry out for mercy. Cry out for mercy. Then he says, blow the trumpet, verse 15, in Zion. Sanctify fast. Gather the people, verse 16. I'm just kind of running, running with this. So, folks, listen. If you don't understand what I just read, and you just look at white people, Sister Eliana, Sister Roxy, callers, Whites, blacks, everyone listen tonight. So-called whites, so-called blacks. No such thing as race based upon people. No such thing as a people based upon a color. We are various people with different colors. But anyway, if you don't understand what we just read and you, and you don't like it, don't make you, it, it makes you feel kind of funny, that's because you have white people in the wrong place. You're seeing them as your enemy. Make no qualms about it. They are carrying it out. They have carried out, and the things that they've done were, it's not like they're our friends. So in a sense, they, this is the land of our enemies. But what they're carrying out has been the Father's judgment because of our people's rebellion. That's why I say individually, if you and your house obey the Father, you don't have to feel a lot of these curses. You'll just mourn for your nation, for your cousins, for your aunts, for your uncles, because they'll be operating in these curses if they're not obedient as well. So, Brother Seth, before I go to Sister Elian, I want to say this powerful truth. This is going to be even a stronger bomb I'm about to drop on everybody listening. You will not be the same after I make this comment. I guarantee you, you will not be the same after I make this comment. You've been warned. If you don't understand what I just read, 
and you think white people are doing it all on their own, you, my friend, are a white supremacist. You're supporting them as though they're God. Because what white people have done to the earth, if God wasn't with them, they are superior than us, to us. If 8% of the world's population, that's what the United Nations say they are. Some people say 10. United Nations say 8. If, if let's just say 10% of the world's population can destroy a whole planet full of African Americans or dark-skinned people or non-white people, which that's what they did. They killed probably about 7 billion people, pretty much, where some of the numbers are. Those 7 billion people couldn't fight them off them? The 90% of the world population can't control this little 10%? And they did all this stuff on their own? No. They are better than us. Might as well go and get a little old flag and start talking about white power. If you believe that, if you believe that, you might not want to be a white person. You might not never throw your hand in the air and say white power. But if you're giving them too much power, folks, this is why a lot of our children don't want to be want to be associated with us, want to go to another culture or whatever, because we're giving these people too much power. They have no power except the Father give it to them. And like Sister Eliana say, this is the end of the Gentile rule right now. It's winding down. That's why you have the YouTube. That's why YouTube was invented. That's why Facebook was invented. I know the government is trying to use it also, but YouTube and Facebook is kicking white supremacists' butt with various teachings like this. So, again, one more time. If you don't believe what I just said, if you don't believe that the power what's behind white mm-hmm. stuff, I can show you another scripture, which I can't do for time's sake, where it says the Father said he put it in Israel to bow down when they say to you, bow down, that we may walk over on thee. The Father said he put it in Israel for them to walk down, that that person may walk over on them. Now, in the New Testament, they say he, not, he has not given the spirit of fear. But, folks, this is major what I'm sharing. Because a lot of us are hopeless. We feel like these people got all this power. No, they don't. We're Israel. All we have to do is turn to the one God here, call off the dog, so to speak, at least one household at a time. They are nobody. They, listen to the scripture. I will, provoke you to, I will provoke you, Israel, to jealousy by those who are not a people. What does that mean? They're not an ancient lineage. Those people are a little albinos. They went north from all kinds of tribes. They went from no one tribe, and no weather made them white either. It's another lie. So I submit to you tonight, you don't have to believe this, but think. Use your head. If the Father say, this is my army, what you going to do with verse 11? Sister Eliana, I would love to know what you have to say. And Sister Roxy, if you could follow her, please. Sister Eliana? Well, Sister yes. Roxy, why don't you go ahead? Maybe she had to yeah, step no, away. <laughs> no, I didn't step away. I, I, I was on mute. I thought I was off mute. Go and ahead. My... Okay, so I was going to say that was so powerful because it – segues right into something that I was going to read before the break, which was so powerful. Um, yes, also, that's what I've always taught, even when I was doing my own blog talk show, um, The Fresh Wind of Torah on Blog Talk Radio, and I've got some old archive shows over there. Um, uh, 
That's what I taught, you know, that the father is the one who called the people because Israel as a nation had rejected him. First of all, we wanted to be like the other nations, and we had our Yah, we had our God. He was doing everything for us. And so these were the, the, the punishments that he brought to Israel proper, the, the, the nation of Israel, which all of us are descendants who are of Israel. We are the descendants, and we are here in these lands of our, of, of our captivity because of the judgment, the punishments that the Father spoke. And he really wanted, you know, his people to repent, to be um, in prayer, to fast, you know, to, and I say that often uh, on the show, that we really need to seek his face, we need to fast, we need to pray, we need to be in touch with the Father. And the scripture yeah. I want to read, which is so powerful because we, like I said, we are coming to the end, we know what's happened, but in Jeremiah 23, verses 3 through 8, is so powerful because just the way Brother Seth said, read that scripture, that the Most High, that's his army. The Most High caused all of this to happen in the earth, to happen to Israel, to happen to all of the, 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 the nation of Israel, wherever we are. Remember, he told Abraham we would be uh, as the sand of the sea if any man could number the sand. We can't number the sand. So we are everywhere. And here's the beautiful thing in Jeremiah 23 and 8. It says, then I myself, this is the most high speaking, then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and bring them back to their pasture. And they will be fruitful and multiply and I, I will also raise up shepherds over them, and they will tend them, and they will not be afraid any longer. Who were we afraid of? The Lord's army in in Joel 2, nor be terrified. We were terrified of the Lord's army because never had there been a people to do such a thing in the earth as these people that the Most High gathered he uh, fortified, strengthened, gave them the strength, the authority, and the power to go and do what they did. And it, it brought us into terror because no one had ever seen a nation like this, nor will any be missing, missing. Many of our children have gone missing. Many of our sons and daughters went missing, and some of them were hanging as strange fruit on the trees, and some we never, ever found. So he says, nor will any be missing, declares the Most High. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Most High, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and act wisely. And we know that's our Messiah, and he's going to reign that 1,000 years um, in the millennial period and do justice and righteousness in the land. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Most High, when they will no longer say, as the Most High lives who brought up the sons of Israel from the land of Egypt, but as the Most High lives who brought up and led back the descendants, descendants mean, meaning we are the offspring, we are that future generation spoken of a long time ago, we are the descendants 
of the household of Israel from the north land and from all the countries where I had driven them. Then they will live on their own soil. This is what Jeremiah says to us, Jeremiah 3 and 23, verses 3 through 8. The Most High himself is going to gather. And he says in, in Isaiah 11, 11 through 12, then it will happen on that day that the Most High will again recover the second time with his hand, the remnant of his people who will remain from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Harmoth, and, and from the islands of the sea. And he will mm-hmm. lift up a standard for the nations and assemble the banished ones of Israel and will gather the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. He is our father. He has given us a great, 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 powerful, great, powerful. great promise. And then there's another scripture that goes on to say that he will make a whole new covenant with the whole house of Israel. And what is that covenant? That he would put his laws in our in, inside of us. He said um, in Jeremiah 31, um, 30, 31 through 34, but I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to read that part. He said, but this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, after he gathers us and brings us out from all the nations, this is what he's going to do, declares the Most High. I will put my law within them, and on their heart I will write it, and I will be their Yah, and they shall be my people. So for people to say, you know, I'm not with that church stuff, you know, I'm this, I'm from Kemet, I'm this. No, you're going to be gathered whether you like it or not, whether you want it or not, the Father is coming after you. He's coming after me. He's coming after all of us. He's going to make a new covenant with us. Those that say, you know, I don't believe in religion. I'm this, and I'm a Buddhist. I'm, I'm all these other things. It doesn't matter. If you are a descendant of Israel, if you're a Hebrew descendant, this applies to you. When he gathers all of us, all that other stuff, he's going to wash away. He's going to make a new covenant. He's going to write his laws We can't escape this. We cannot escape this. If we could escape this, we can escape our skin. We could run away from our kinky hair. We can't. We can straighten it. We can put weeds in it. We can do all that. But at the end of the day, when you take it all out and wash that hair, it is giving glory to the Most High when it stands straight up because that is the way the Most High created us. So you are going to be included. Each one of you listening, the Most High is going to write his laws in our hearts and in our minds, and we are going to be his people, and we're going to be able to teach the nations how to serve the Most High properly. So I wanted to add that. Um, Sister Roxy, go ahead. Powerful. Yes, yes, very powerful. Amen, amen. Um, I want to go back to something I had hoped Chef would have been back by now. I'm sure he'll be in shortly. Um, when you were talking about um, the situation with um, Kaepernick and the NFL, and um, I, the only reason I'm mentioning this is because um, I just want to make the point of the state of mind that so many um, of us find ourselves in. Once we become born again, there's this, this spirit and level of complacency 
and um, some 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 black folks are just um, satisfied with where where they are. So they don't search the scriptures or don't dig or don't go to the deep places. I know one time I got a prophetic word just sitting in. I was just having um, lunch with another apostle there in Jack London Square in one of the restaurants. And we were just talking, and then all of a sudden she said, and you know when God is speaking, you know, because it, it changes. The voice changes. And she says, well, God said, or she may not have said God said it first, but she said, you're, you're to study the ancient things. You know, and that's, that's kind of baffling, you know, but you, you obey God because it's something in the ancient things that he wants me to know, you know, as I'm going along my journey to teach people. And so um, there's been a lot of brainwashing. And so the reason I'm bringing this up, I know several people saw this clip on Facebook. It was a white gentleman. I don't remember his name. But he was in agreement with what Kaepernick did. And he talked about the kneeling being, um, um, you know, that we um, – Many times we kneel when we pray, you know, so what is the big deal? Well, Chef hadn't seen it, and he finally saw it. I told him about it, but he finally saw it, and he posted it, and I wasn't aware of it. And um, the minute he posted, an apostle that we know here in Sacramento, we haven't seen him in a long time, he immediately attacked Chef about this posting that Chef posted, <laughs> you know, that this white gentleman was in agreement with what the NFL player had done. And he called Chef militant. He said, oh, you're just one of these, another one of these black guys that is being militant, you know. And then they got into this thing back and forth, and then Chef realized this was somebody he knew. Because he then that's how I found out about it. He asked me. He said, "Who is this apostle?" And he said the name, and I told him. And he said, "Oh no!" And um, the apostle ended the attack. Now, Chef also, you know, he defended himself and he said things that he kind of regrets too, but nothing to this degree, because you know wow. we're all free. We're all free to post what we want on our timeline. And this is what he said to Chef. He says, well, what kind of Christian are you? How are you representing Jesus Christ by posting this post? He was so offended because he's coming from a lot of, and Chef's been in the military, so he knows. He has a whole different stance. But he says, it's against the flag, and it's against this, and it's against, and Chef said, no, it's not. It's against the atrocities that have been done to our people, but so many don't understand why. And I know before break you were asking me, that's, that's so crucial. That's so crucial because when this word is released, and for those that know, some get angry with God, you know. They, they get angry with him, you know, and they say, well, that was our ancestors, and we know it was for 400 years but they get angry with God when they find out that for 400 years he placed this upon us. Amen. And so, so many of them, because they've been brainwashed into um, 
the Americanized Christianity <laughs> that um, they don't, they can't even see. You know, all they could see was that he was being militant, and he just posted wow. a, yeah, he just posted it on Facebook. Yeah, so um, um, I found that interesting, and I talked to Chef about it. He was going to leave it up. But then other people got into it, and people were cursing. It just got really belligerent, and so he just finally took it down, you know. But it's sad that we do that to one another, and part of it is because we don't know the truth. If we knew who we were, we wouldn't even do all these things, you know, and um, yes. That is so so true, sister. That is so true, and I'm glad you shared that. It was powerful. And and, and Mm -hmm. folks, when you start, do you know what's crazy, sisters? And again, you listen to everyone, you listen to Fire Smooth Stone uh, Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have the one and only Sister Eliana Badia on the line, and as well as our guest, uh, Sister Roxanne, all the way from Sacramento, California. She was on KUBU uh, yesterday. Her and her husband, Chef, interviewed us, and they are. Um, received the invitation to call on our show tonight, and so we may do other future things with them, by the way. But let me really quickly uh, comment on what you're saying. Then I would like y'all's final comments. Uh, you know, we can take our time. We've got a little time. Uh, we, yes, you know, uh, sister, we we sometimes go three hours. I know that's a long show, but that's just how fast we on roll. So we'll try to get out of here as soon as we can here. But And I'd love to hear from Chef if he do come. But listen really briefly, and, and please have him listen to this whole show because I think he'll be blessed by what we've, what we've done tonight. But listen, family and friends, you ever wonder why whenever so-called African Americans, so-called black people in America, when we talk about our history, why is it so embarrassing? Why come you can be in the office at work or with your place of business or wherever some of you are business owners or whatever, if employees of business, you, and you're sharing about your history or you're in the grocery store, you're in the doctor's office. Why come anyone can talk about the history of Irish people, the history of Britain, whatever, and it's not offensive? But when we bring up our history, we're seen as militant. I have been called racist by so many people. If I got a dollar for every single time, and all I'm trying to do is say wonderful things about us, family members. Some of my listeners tonight, you know you've done it. I have been called racist so much because I say white skin in Bible days was a plague. Well, if the Bible says when you have White spots on. If it says in Leviticus 13, if you have rising, a scab, or a bright spot. Some of you believe leprosy in the Bible was rising and a scab. I'm not get too deep into this real quick, but I just real quick, I want to say something. There's one scripture, just one teeny little scripture in Leviticus 13. This is show you what that, what that priest on that plane, what I shared with him. He couldn't run from the scripture. The Bible says if you have a rising or a scab or a bright spot, either one of them, you come to the priest. Let's just talk about the bright spot. Why do you have to go to the priest if you got a bright spot? Leviticus 13 and 1. If you have a rising, a scab, a bright spot, go to the priest. They're going to check and see if it's leprosy. Why is a bright spot leprosy? Well, that, somebody said, well, that wasn't a bright spot like you think. That was sores. It already said a rising, a scab. But then he said a bright spot. And then to make you know that this talking about a bright spot like you're thinking, it says when you're covered <laughs> from head to toe with this bright spot, 
You're clean. You're still a leper, whatever that means, but you're a clean leper. How is sores, one sore, not bad, but when you cover from all from your head to your toe with sores, now you accept you can go among the town and buy and sell. That was vitiligo, folks. Bred it faster back then. That was vitiligo. What's it, what is it? <laughs> the Bible addresses everything. That was vitiligo. Yeah. A white spot displayed it. When they was completely white, they was accepted. Oh, what was it? That was a sore. Okay, so we got one sore, they not accept. Two sores, not accept. Is your whole leg got a sore? Yeah, not accepted. When your whole body got a sore, now you can go sell them and be among the people. Don't make sense, does it? I submit to you, listeners tonight, that white skin in the Bible days was a type of leprosy. One type. Not all of leprosy. It was one type. Then there was people that was born all white. Those were considered lepers in the Bible days. They were clean and unclean, but they were lepers. Now, something what does it have to do with this? If you understand what I just said, and what was that? Literally, I talk, I look at the clock, it's about two minutes. If you understood what I just said in those last two minutes, you will understand everything we said tonight. How's the Messiah going to come looking like that then? If white skin was unfavorably looked at in biblical times, how the Messiah going to come looking white? How is he going to come looking olive? <laughs> if you want more information on that, simply Google Blog Talk Radio, Fasmu Stone, Leprosy is one of my most popular shows, even to this very day, when I check the archives and see what kind of shows people listen to, y'all are listening to Leprosy. Y'all are posting it, and it is the truth. It is irrefutable. Nobody can stand to infer this information. It ain't Brother Seth. It's just truth. It's truth. Again, if you have a rising, a scab, or even a bright spot. So there must have been dark-skinned people with a bright spot, because if a white person came with a white spot, they wouldn't come because the whole body white. Again, if you're white, listen to the show tonight. This is not hatred. This is to let you see the true people of this book. Some of y'all are too high up on your horses. It's time for you to come down. Some of you on the ground crawling. You need to stand up. That's what this show is about tonight. So I just want to um, go ahead and go to Sister Eliana, and I want her to comment, and then Sister Roxy, and and um, and if you just uh, then actually let's do this. Let's do this. Sister Eliana, what do you have to say? Let me get y'all's comments on what I just said or anything about the show tonight, and then I want to comment, and then we'll go back to y'all for final comments. So why don't y'all take about two or three minutes and just just share whatever's on your heart, two or three minutes, and then I'll make a comment on what you're saying, and then we'll do some final comments, if we can do it like that. I'm just trying to get a little bit of both of y'all. So, Sister Eliana, two or three minutes, what do you think of, what's your last words, or, or, uh, not last words, but what, what do you have to say about what you've heard tonight, anything we missed or you didn't say that you want to say now, and then we'll come back later for your final comment. Well, I did. I wanted to say, I wanted to actually continue to read a little bit more scripture. So I have Jeremiah 33. Go right ahead. Jeremiah 33, 6 and 9, um, it says, Behold, I will bring it to health and healing, and I will heal them, and meaning the Hebrew people, and I will reveal to them an abundance of peace and truth. 
this is what's happening right now. We're getting the truth. And you, the Messiah, Yahushua said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And what I'm finding when I begin to tell people that they're Hebrews and begin to just help them to understand it, there's such a release in their spirit. There's such a, a revelation. And they do have a different sense of peace upon them because they realize they're a valued, they are valued and they have worth and merit far beyond what we understand uh, we have here in this nation at this time. So um, he said that it will bring, um, you will be, he will bring us an abundance of peace and truth. He said, I will restore the fortunes of Judah. So all of you who do not want to be identified as a Hebrew Israelite and you're broke, you better get on track because he's going to restore our fortunes. And the fortunes of Israel, and I will rebuild them as they were at first. So we were, Israel was a very, 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 very wealthy people. I mean, more yeah. than what we understand the kings and queens are of the earth today. You know, we all look to Europe as for that. Uh-uh, no. Israel had it going on because Solomon was so wise. Some, uh, many of the nations of the uh, Middle East. Yes, yeah, they did. Israel, they was, I mean, it was bank going on. We had everything that a man or a woman could desire, and we had the creator, the, the, the most high that created everything, and our ancestors just didn't understand where they really were seated in the earth. But he says, the most high says, that he's going to restore the fortunes of Judah and the fortunes of Israel, and will rebuild them as they were at first. I will cleanse them from all their iniquity by which they have sinned against me. Isn't that powerful? Some of us are having problems with drinking, smoking, and, you know, all the other little things. We go to the Mm -hmm. Father, we pray. He said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I will cleanse you. He's going to do such a deep, deep work within us. He's going to cleanse us from all those hidden, quiet sins inside of us that we sin against him. And he says, and I will pardon all their iniquities by which they have sinned against me and by which they have transgressed against me. Mm-hmm. And he says, and it and it it will be to to me a name of joy, praise and glory before all the nations of the earth, which will hear of all the good that I do for them. And they will fear and tremble because of all the good and all the peace that I make for it. So this is the nation saying, wow, you know, they haven't seen us in our glory. You know, we try to tell them our glory. You know, I love it when our our, our beautiful women go out and get those weaves and the hair and the nails and the makeup. And, you know, they look so wonderful. And, you know, we're trying to show the nation our glory you know, our men, when they, they, they cut their hair a certain way or they wear their suits, and, you know, we are some good-looking people when we are really dressed up, but we are still not in our glory as a nation. And the so most true. He's going to make us glorious. And so I want to go on then down to um, down here to Zephaniah. He says, Behold, I'm going to deal at that time with all your oppressors. I will save the lame and gather the outcast, and I will turn their shame into praise. Again, talking about our glory and renown in all the earth. At that time, 
I will bring you in. Even at the time when I gather you together, indeed. So all of this, you know, we can't get along, one, you know, with each other, brothers and sisters. We need to come together. The Most High is going to bring mm-hmm. us together. We're going to love our brothers and our sisters in that day. Amen. That day, that day actually begins at the end of 2019. That day begins. Now, the actual date and time of our gathering out of the land, we don't know yet. But the but the clock starts to tick for us for the good things the Most High is going to do after the close of the 400 years. So this is, and we're close to that. That's why I want the people to be encouraged because we're very, very close. Yes, and yes, this yes. Is something the Most High is doing mm-hmm. for us. He says, even at that time when I gather you together, indeed, I will give you renown. That means you're going to be famous and praised among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes. Okay, we're going to get paid. We're going to get paid before your eyes, says the Most High. And then in Zechariah 8, 7, and 8, thus says the Most High of hosts, Behold, I am going to save, we're talking about salvation, my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west. What is the land of the west? America. And I will bring them back, and they will live in the midst of Jerusalem, and they shall be my people, and I will be their Yah in truth. And righteousness. So, again, we talked about this before. We need to be born again, people of, of, yeah. of the Most High. We need to be born again. We need to, we need to have our sins cleansed, and we need to be delivered. We need to come before the Father with a clean heart. We need to, come, we need to confess. We need to allow him to clean us up. We have been oppressed. Yes, drugs is not going to do it for you anymore. If alcohol is not going to do it for you, the Most High is going to restore our fortune. We don't have to sell our bodies to get money to feed our children. We don't have to sell our our bodies, young men, to get a place to eat because you can't find a job. The Most High is going to take care of you. We need to come before his presence, and we need to do business with him, and we need to come right because he's looking for that righteousness. He is going to deliver us. He's going to save us. So he still has the same requirement for holiness. And in Zechariah thirteen eight nine, it will come about in all the land, declares the Most High, that two parts in it will be cut off Amen. and perished. Third will be left in it, and I will bring the third part through the fire. Refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested, that they will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, they are my people, and they will say, the Most High is my God. So what we have to remember that just because we're Hebrews, we still have to do right by the Father. We still have to live right just because we're Hebrews. We could be saved Hebrews, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. We still have to live right. We could be out on the streets doing whatever we do. We have to come and get right because the Father requires us to walk with him in the beauty of holiness. Holiness. 
So powerful, sister. Well, listen, time is running out, folks. So what I want to do is quickly get a, a word from Sister Roxy, and we're going to wrap up this show. Uh, Sister Eliana, I'm so glad you did that. One thing I want to say real quick on something she said when she said we're going to get paid. Sister Eliana went into that thing a couple times, and uh, it sounds, I know y'all saying get paid, oh, that sounds so secular. You need to hear what she had said about how when other, like when the so-called Jews went into Israel, how they things everything was set up for them. They didn't have to worry about this, they didn't worry about that, and they gave them monies on top of having them a place to go, and that's what she's saying. So she really mean it, just like she said it. There is money involved. There is. And this is why I think uh, the people in Demona really are there. I think they went before the the great uh, uh, remnant, the great remnant of our people came. I do think they're called to be there. My niece actually went there and lives there. They're preparing. They they got a different spirit. When you go there, they're working with those people. They're very loving, and those people trust them. They're turning over different things to them. They're on boards. Demona's not a joke, folks. I know Ben Amigo's kind of out of place. They kind of had him a little too high up, but they're coming around. There's a shaking going on in Demona, and I'm telling you, people sitting on boards. They they are the Israeli people do know the truth. Y'all need to go to Israel and have them show you around and watch how the Israelis look at them and treat them. They'll blow you away. And then what Cecilia was saying wouldn't sound so far out there because I know how some of y'all think, but that was powerful, Cecilia. Sister Roxy. I need you to go ahead and give us your final comment, and, and uh, maybe we'll try to do a part three. Folks, we'll keep you all posted. No need to be trying to plan it now. Just know there, there could be a part uh, three or us coming together for the third time. I don't know how and why and how we're going to do it, but we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> so, Sister uh, yes, Roxy, yes. if you could, just share your, your feelings. Do it in about two or three minutes, if you could, so we can wrap this show up pretty quickly here. Certainly. Well, um Yes, I'm looking forward to a part three, four, <laughs> whatever God needs to get the word out. Amen. Yes, yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And Chef and I will do our best to be a part of it. Um, and I know that I had already stated that I did want you all to come back on the show before the end of the year. I just have to try to secure secure a date for that. Amen. Amen. Um, Yes, yes, praise the Lord. And um, this has been so informative, and um, I appreciate it so much, all of the sharing um, of the truth. God's truth is relevant, and he wants his people to get set free. And um, the thing about it is, is that the good news is it's time, it'll be time to celebrate soon. <laughs> Absolutely. And like you yeah, and like you said, we individually, because we know this, we're already celebrating, you know, but as a nation, we'll be able to really celebrate. But um, I had a question pop up here, and um, um, when Apostle Eliana was talking and reading the scriptures and talking about gathering us, um, because we know that... Um, these Jews have been um, going back to Israel. And um, I've even gotten some emails and people that are concerned because a lot of them are being mistreated. A lot of them are living worse than what they lived in whatever um, country they were in 
They've got um, some of the, yes, some of the Ethiopians have been going, you know, there and um, um, run down conditions and poverty and what have you. And sometimes things, those things happen when we're out of God's will and we know from the truth that they're not the ones that are supposed to be going back. But Absolutely. the question, right, the question that I'm, that came up here was that, um, let me make sure I get it right, because, yes, read it right here. Um, now, is the, let me paraphrase it, because too much to read here, but what I'm asking is, what they're asking is, um, is it, are the, is God going to just call them back to Israel, to the state of Israel, or is it just to Jerusalem, or are they going back to Africa? They're trying to get some clarity of calling us to go back where. That's the best way to say it. Well, I don't know if Sister Eliana got time to really go into the outlet. Sister Eliana, I do ask that you take no less than 45 seconds. Because that is okay. a barrel of worms. It's, 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 we done did shows on it. And I tell you, before she before she answers, there's a show called Reality Check. Mm-hmm. If we can simply go go to Google and and because th- trust me, we go into it in detail. We even have a gentleman on from Israel having to mm-hmm. go into Reality Check Part One and Two. One of them, if they can just Google these words: Five Stone Blog Talk Radio. Reality check. We did a part one, part two, part three, part four. One of them was actually called. One of them even says uh, it talks about the return, asking us to returning back, and we go into it because forty five seconds. I'm not going to even ask her to do that because it's just not going to be enough. I, I'm giving okay. you a source where they can get let real me, details on it, and we can just, revisit that next week if that's okay. Can let me sure, just say, sure. I really quickly, I can I can answer very very quickly. Um, it, in the whole scheme of things, the goal is to bring Israel, the Hebrew Israelites, back into the land. But that little part of Israel that right now, that little sliver, is not the whole land mass of Israel. Israel is a very, very large part. But that part of Jerusalem and that land mass, eventually, yes, we will be taking back our entire land mass given to us by the Most High. Okay. Powerful. But like Thank I said, you. please Google it. I, I, folks, I mean it. Google Five Smooth Song Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get all 370 shows. We definitely deal with that about 10 weeks ago. So and it's, you, you got three hours of details, you know, and we go into it. Awesome. So listen, okay, I, I've enjoyed your sister Roxy, your spirit, and uh, we'll just get more affiliated of, of uh, with uh, more we'll associate more, I meant to say, with Chad, with a chef, uh, Ernesto, next time. And, uh, folks, we're going to do a part three. We're just going to take out this right now. So we'll put together what it'll be about and all of that. So stay tuned. Sisters, I'm going to go ahead and remute you, re- mute your line at this time. But I really thank you, Sister Roxy, for coming on. Sister Eliana, you know I thank you for what you do. So I really appreciate thank that, you so sisters. Much. Yes, and Chef yes. apologizes. Yes. Yes, amen. Not a problem, not a problem. So, folks, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and get on out of here. That was Sister Roxy all the way in Sacramento, Ohio. Excuse me. I'm going too fast. All the way in Sacramento, California. There is no Sacramento, Ohio. And Sister Eliana all the way in Mercy, California. That show last week was really powerful. You should Google that one as well. Actually, actually, again, Brother Seth, slow down. 
Actually, you can Google that one, but y'all missed a very important show. I did record it. Maybe some kind of way we can play that and chop it up or something. But listen, folks, you've been listening to Two Sisters, full of the word. Uh, the line is still full of people. Y'all have listened all the way up to the very last minute. Some of you, I mean, two or three hung up, but we got all kind of Eric still listening. We really have tennis tonight, um, and that's okay. You don't always have to ask questions or comments. We really thank y'all for tuning in. And uh, like I say, every single week, I love every single one of y'all, and there really, really ain't nothing you can do about it. I'm going to play this song. Uh, you know, I always try to play something relevant to the conversation. Play this song, and I just want you to just think about the words as we go and we depart. Folks, listen. Number one, like I like the show's description, this is a, uh, isn't a black thing. You should know that by now. This isn't a black thing. This is the most high. This is what he is doing. Well, I just want to be in, in with what God is doing in the latter days. This is it. This is it. Just pray about it. We didn't get a lot into the scriptures like we did last week, but we may will next week. Again, we've done 50 shows. All you got to do is just go to the archives and pull those up. I did make a comment about leprosy earlier. Um, Leviticus 13 and 13 was a specific scripture I was speaking of. It does mention something called raw flesh. Remember, raw flesh is nothing more than reddish white flesh or how your flesh look. Right now, every single one of y'all, when it's not covered by skin, that's all raw flesh means when it's red, it's white, like inside of your mouth. That's all it means, folks. Anyway, listen. Next week, we will post something on my Facebook with the title, and we will have this beautiful couple. They are beautiful. And I've been, they don't know this, but I listen to some of their other shows, and they, I love their spirit. And so we'll probably do a lot more with uh, uh, Chef and Roxy in the future because I really, really appreciate their spirit. Their spirit. So I'm going to play a little bit of this and um, just know I love every single one of y'all, like I said, and there really, really isn't anything you can do about it. Um, good night.